Shadow Podcast, number 38. I'm not going to lie. I know I kept saying uh, 39. Um, it's kind of, it, I really, I'm just guessing at the time. So it's fun to, once these things come out, to go back and see I'm completely off. I, I admit it's kind of fun. But uh, uh, this time, I promise, uh, like, I think I already just did it, didn't I? <laughs> I? This one's 38. Yes, I just said that, didn't I? Yes, 38. Shadow Podcast, number 38. Coming, obviously, uh on the back of a stellar podcast with Kieran Walsh uh, from Australia. Um, I was super stoked. To, I mean, I, it's awesome to have two of these back-to-back. Just absolute awesome podcast. Today we had uh, Roar Combat World Champion and WBC International Champion Mark McKinnon and his uh, longtime uh, main squeeze, uh, Hope Quinn, who's also a super bantamweight Canadian WBC champion. The reason I wanted to say main squeeze and get that in is uh, I think this is a cool dynamic. So uh, it was actually Chris's idea. I initially, I'm going to be real with you. I initially said, uh, hey, Hope, let's let's get you on the podcast. Thanks for wearing the shirts at your fights. And she went, oh, you know, I'll ask Mark. And I admit I was a little bit like, ah, you know, he's, he's a busy man. Don't, don't worry about it. And uh, she was even surprised. Hey, man, yeah, he, he's in. So I really wanted to take advantage of an opportunity to talk to a guy like Mark who doesn't do things like this very often. And I do take that personal mark. I, I really do appreciate that, man. And um, over the last sort of couple of weeks that we've actually got to have a few words together, um, people like people like you, um, I take the I take words like that personal, and and I run with it. And uh, um, it was it was really cool to to sit down and talk with with Mark and Hope, obviously, because I I've known these people for years, and uh, but I've never actually got to sit down and talk with them. Sort of be real, it was a little intimidating to talk to Mark because I see Mark as obviously a, a giant man. He's huge. He's muscular. He's a crazy awesome fighter. Um, but I also see him as like a man of few words and a man of few like sort of facial expressions. So uh, I guess what I'm saying is Mark's kind of scary. <laughs> but I can tell you what, uh, this. The last few podcasts, let's say five or six, have been really cool in the fact that I, um, we've sort of been talking to more fighters and coaches than we have been doing just sort of me and Chris. And uh, that's not the plan. That's not not the plan. It's That's just how it's going to go. And I think that's the cool thing of this podcast is uh, um, there's always something to talk about or someone to talk to. So whether we're, we're interviewing fighters or fans or students, or we're not doing anything. We're just talking about fights. Um, I just love it, man. That that's the whole thing. That and to be honest, that's the reason we called it the Shout Out Podcast. So we can we can talk about whatever we want. Shout out to left hooks. Shout out to Thai boxers who can do backflips. Uh, you know, shout out to front kicks. Shout out to the Muay Thai music. You know, it just just we can talk about anything. Um, doesn't even have to be Muay Thai. So, so I, I've said this before, and I said in the picture with Mark and Hope that uh, one of the cool things with this podcast is. All these people I've been watching for 15 years or so, longer, maybe a little shorter, but I've never actually got to know you. And so when I get to sit down and talk to people, let me tell you, including Mark and Hope, it's just, it just opens your eyes like, wow, like I had no idea you're these kinds of people. And uh, at the end of this podcast, I felt the exact same way. I'm keeping an eye on Mark. You, you can hear in this pod, I mean, uh, on the time. For Mark, because Mark's a busy man, you know, he works six days a week, and I know Hope's got a crazy work schedule. They drove to the other side of the city to make this happen in my parents' house, like, <laughs> you know, so I didn't, I was keeping an eye on the clock, 
Uh, and funny enough, at the end of this thing, and I was feeling the same, both Hope and Mark were like, man, that was really fun. Like, we just scratched the surface. I could have kept going for four, five, ten hours. And that, to me, is a good sign of good company because I felt the exact same way. I didn't want to stop. I, I felt like we didn't even talk about anything, uh, which is great because it was just a beautiful, natural conversation. I thought it was really cool to get a glimpse into what it's like uh, talking to fighters who also have significant uh, uh, others who fight, but also who train right beside each other. Um, and, well, f fresh off the, the what recently happened, what's it like when one of you wins uh, um, a historic female title and the other loses in devastating fashion trying to also claim a historic title? Those are, uh, those are very different stories to tell on the same night. And I was very curious on their thoughts. And here's what I can tell you. I love these guys. They were honest, um, very honest uh, of their, just everything. Um, the fight itself. I was a little nervous to bring this fight up with Mark. I mean, everybody wants to know. Um, but he was really honest about it. And, and, and I, I just, uh, I really appreciate that because the questions that I'm asking are, are genuine. Like I, 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 first and foremost, I just wanted to make sure Mark was safe and okay. He confirmed that. So, I have some genuine questions about what happens when you lose like that. And I think we all do. And so that, I think this is an important podcast and hope, uh, for someone so feisty and fighty and active lately, it's, it's, it was, it was great to hear her motivation because it's, it's not the same as Mark's and, uh, it's not really what I expected. I kind of expected it to be more like Mark. But as you get to know these people and get to know Hope, and I got to do that a little bit more over the WBC Youth World Championships, you can see that, uh, oh yeah, y you can see that uh, uh, their motivations are their motivations and they're exactly where they should be. This was really fun. And uh, Mark did say he would love to do it again. Mark, I won't hold you to it, but I might. <laughs> uh, I, really, I really enjoyed this one, especially coming off a banger of another one too. Just, just right into an, another banger of a podcast with Mark and Hope, some champions. My dad was proud to have him over. We had to get a picture, of course. Uh, so this, this is going to be awesome. This is, this is a great podcast again, oh, man, I'm, I'm, what a, what a lucky hobby I have. Hey, what, what a cool thing I get to do. Um, all right. So before we get there, let's just uh, do a little housework. Uh, obviously our shirts, I, I keep saying this, our shirts are, so I, I now have, uh, 10 gray medium, 10 gray large. And I know I have some more of the black ones coming. They're, they're selling like crazy guys. So, uh, contact us if you would obviously like a shirt, um, and we'll, we'll see what we can make have happen. Um, all right. Other than that, guys, if you noticed on the Instagram page, before we get to our awesome interview, if you noticed on the Instagram page, I asked a question. Uh, um, who, are the, who, who are the active Muay Thai fighters right now with really great jabs? And that came from watching uh, some, the, the great, the greatest, the GOAT, Samart Payakarun. Um, that's who I've been kind of watching the last few days I, I mean let's be real I watch him all the time but you know you just you just kind of when I'm flipping through my Muay Thai stuff and, and something just catches your eye so as I was watching Smart Pie Karun, I was actually in my garage uh watching the thunderstorm and just watching you know Smart Pie Karun. there's a couple things so the reason I came up with that jab thing is his jab's unbelievable but if you watch Smart Pie Karun, his hands are very low very boxing like very low 
um, and lo- which makes his shoulders loose, which is, a, I guess, a question I have for you guys out there, which, again, I'm always wondering and asking questions for myself, right? So how does he get away with that? Well, might have something to do with him being a world boxing champion, might have something to do with uh, he has just, like, unmatched eyesight and fight IQ, uh, a-, a front kick to keep people away that's unmatched. <laughs> Basically, what I'm saying is the reason he gets away with it is because he's smart Karun. But I sort of see a similar arm posture in in Savas Michael. And so it kind of got me thinking that, like, Muay Thai, our shoulders are so high and our elbows are so flared. So to have a a quick, um, snappy jab, do you have to have your arms low and your shoulders a little bit relaxed? Um, I don't know that answer. I mean, I'm not saying, like, like John Wayne Parr obviously had just, like, a, like a straight punch, just, you know, like, like for a jab. It wasn't very jab-like. And maybe it has to be that way for Muay Thai because of the stance. But uh, it just kind of got me thinking, like, who are the good jabbers in Muay Thai? And then it, it made me want to take a peek at their stance. Like, I, I uh, anyway, th- these these nerd questions, th- this is what I do with my life. <laughs> but uh, so I just thought I would I would ask that question to you guys and get you guys engaged as well and, I'm sure there's a million other nerds out there, so wanted to see who would nerd out there with me. And we got some great answers. Uh, obviously, Smart Pie Karoon. Uh, I saw someone wrote uh, Savas Michael, Jonathan Haggerty, uh, Sean Newberry, obviously, uh, uh, put up his own hand, <laughs> as he should, man. He's got a sick jab. But uh, anyway, so that that's uh, that's where the, the great Smart Pie Karoon, I mean, his, his movement and stance is like no other... And uh, that's why he's Smart Piker. All right, guys, let's move on. It's time. Podcast number 38 with some of Canada's, North America's, the world's best fighters who got to hang out with me my mama's uh, my mama's basement, so I can't thank them enough. All right, guys, let's get on to it. I hope you enjoy. I sure as hell did. I love Hope and Mark. They're, they're a great people. Let's get to it. Let's go. Talking all things fighting like a dream that never ends. Yeah, so like here. <laughs> I was I was gonna say so like here. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. It's over. Uh, right here. Oh, here we go. Let's do it. Shout out podcast number. Now listen, I keep saying number thirty nine. I think this one's actually thirty nine. Could be thirty eight, but it might be thirty nine. Uh, I am joined with uh, obviously international WBC champ and world champion Roar Muay Thai Roar Combat Muay Thai World Champ and uh, his partner in crime. Uh, WBC Super Bantamweight, right, champion? Super Bantamweight. Awesome. Yeah. We have Mark McKinnon and Hope Quinn. Thanks for coming in, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Yeah, um, thank you. Right off the bat, we're hanging out at my mama's house, so that's a little <laughs> weird. Uh, I want to thank my parents. Um, the reality is, Mark, I realize that you don't do things like this very often, so when you said yes, I literally said, I- I'm not even kidding, I said any time, when you guys like six, seven, I called all the Arashidos, I even called Joey, Joey's like, and was like, bro, I need a room. Like, can we do, like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to miss this opportunity. Um, I was thinking of this on the way here. So before we get into it, I, I really appreciate appreciate you guys doing this. Um, I have a feeling. Let's be real, Mark. Everyone has been like, "How the hell did you make this happen?" I know how. 
I brought your mom's coat home from Nova Scotia. <laughs> right? That's the reason, right? You know what, Jay? I've known you for quite a while. I got a lot of respect for you and the things that Appreciate you do. That. And I'm happy to be here to help be part of the podcast, man, for you more than anything. Well, you know? No, I appreciate that, man, for real. I saw in that little message, you're like, yeah, I'm excited to do that, brother. I'm like, oh, Mark, call me brother. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the coat story. Well, we, uh, story? Chris yeah. Chris was fighting, obviously, the same night when uh, Mark fought Joey George. Oh, yeah, I was there. Oh, of course you were. Yeah, that's right. So I was talking <laughs> on the plane. Um, and we went out and we had our little lobster roll with, uh, you know, Chad and whatever. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, Mark forgot, or his mom forgot his coat and I grabbed it and I brought it home with me and made sure it got to the right person. That's oh, right. There you go. So, that was probably part of Mark's motivation. So thank you for that. <laughs> no, thank you. That's why you're here. I'll just. I'll She's just gonna that. listen to the podcast for sure. So. <laughs> All right, Mama McKinnon. I hope you still like your coat. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we kind of get into it, how's your guys' summer been? Now, obviously, we're coming off a fight, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. But we'll get into that later. How's how's the summer been? Well, let's start with you, Mark. So far, so good. Yeah. I mean, I haven't done anything really extracurricular so far, but been sure. really busy with training up until the fight, and then really busy with work ever since. So yeah. But it's been good. Yeah, I've been good. enjoying myself. Nice. Yeah. And how about you, Hope? Same thing. I mean, you just uh, yeah, came off the same, same night, right? Yeah, same thing, like, with work. Like, sometimes when you're training really hard for a fight, you fall behind a little bit. So mm-hmm. I always try and work a little bit extra oh, yeah, after yeah. a fight. So sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, mostly working. We're going on a big vacation uh, in a couple of weeks here. So yeah, just trying to... I, I heard... I, I just totally was eavesdropping when I when I heard that. You guys are going to Thailand, yeah? Yeah. That's right. Awesome, yeah. man. Well, let's talk about where you guys going. We're going to Phuket. Yeah, nice. We don't have definite plans yet. We were talking about going to Phuket Fight Club. Yeah. Yeah, how can you not if you're going to Phuket, hey? But uh, we'll see where it takes us. Sure. So not, this is a training trip, not a vacation no, trip? No, see, that's the thing. Is oh. I've been to Thailand five times <laughs> sure. so far, and every time I've gone there, it's training, mm-hmm. regimented fights, yeah. and Hope and I have both decided that we want to go to Thailand and make it more about a vacation. Awesome. And enjoy ourselves. So, of course, we're going to end up in some gyms and yeah, training. Yeah, how do you know? And, but, uh, I might fight it. Um, we'll see. If, if somebody offers, I'm, I'm doing it. But <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I'm sure you'll no make it obvious you know, with a sign or something. Anybody offering? Yeah, anybody? is anybody <laughs> offering a fight because I'm looking for one, but don't tell Kieran? <laughs> well, I know, uh, I don't know if you know Nam Noi, but I know him pretty good because I trained at uh, St. Patong when I was over there. No way, cool, man. He's actually married to a Canadian woman from Toronto. But uh, Oh, yeah. So he's wow. a big time promoter. You yeah, probably yeah, know man. Rafi Bullock. Of course, of course. He does a lot of promoting, so we could set up a fight with Hope if she wanted. You so. know what's gonna happen. Listen, to you guys, that's not talking. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Let's just say I'm training. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right on. I'll be vacationing. There you go. Yeah. Mark will scream in the Mark corner with a beer in his hand. In the corner, drinking his beer or whatever. That a boy, well deserved. <laughs> I probably will too, regardless of whether. I yeah, you're in Thailand. Fight. Why not? Of course, yeah. of course. Fun, you know. Yeah. More than anything. Uh, Mark, you I know you were working, um, obviously, through the WBC Youth Games. Um, Unfortunately, yeah, I'm really disappointed. I wasn't able I, – the Sunday I ended up actually working 13 hours that day, so there you I was go. disappointed I couldn't get over. But As I always uh, like tell students and stuff that when they tell you, you know, I'm sorry I couldn't make it, I'm like, hey, let me guess, real life got in the way? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, okay, well, it is what it is, right? Real life gets in the way. That's right. Um, however – your partner in crime here, Hope, I probably got to spend 18 hours with you. I swear your new name is Saint Hope. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if it's true, but I could, I'm sure I could feel that there was a point when my answers to people were getting louder and shorter, and I could feel that you were taking over and helping people out because I was getting pissed. Like, I'm just the mic guy. That's, I'm not starting, that's not our job. Like, I'm just, and I could, oh, I'll go check. It's okay. And like, 
I couldn't do what you did. Like, clearly you're a nurse. Like, <laughs> well, my God. It there, was frustrating. Yeah, I, it was I frustrating. Say, yeah, you can tell I'm a nurse because I've got a high tolerance, I guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to that. But, yeah, I, I think we had good reason to start getting short <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with yeah, people. Like, ridiculous. we had, you know, sitting in the booth, and then we had, like, these doors and we had like parents coming in and like being like where's when is my kid fighting and like or like this no this fight's not or coaches being like no sorry this fight's not happening like you'd announce the fight and they'd come in and be like no and we're like no like no it's happening yeah like, i don't <laughs> answer to you guy like, anyway but, yeah but you you're what i guess what i was impressed with was your your handling of other people's pressure like i don't like getting pressured and uh you handle it like a champ that was that was awesome thank god anybody else that whole kerfuffle with uh, Team USA getting wild and almost having a big thing, that would have ended up at that little penalty box area. Like, if you weren't there, I for sure would have been, like, starting <laughs> just throwing fists. I was pissed at people. You had to behave <laughs> yourself because I was there. That, that's right. That's right. And to be honest, um, I, I didn't need to remind myself, but it's a youth tournament, you know. Yeah. Relax. No. Relax. I think the little call-out that you did on the mic was good. You know? Yeah. A lot of a lot of people, I don't anybody, Canadians, Americans, chanting bullshit, you're at a youth tournament. So I literally was like, uh, res- what is a youth tournament? The respect is like of utmost importance. Like just a reminder, please don't boo the the children. And then like everyone did like immediately like yeah. calm yeah. down and I know I know we're getting stuff. wound up, but <laughs> these are kids. Take it easy. Team bro. USA, they were like some Canadian hockey parents. Win, yeah, yeah, yeah. win at all costs. All costs. Was their motto. Yeah, the really weekend. was, really was. <laughs> but, hey, there you go. Um, now let's talk about you, Mark. Let's start um, training. So how, why Muay Thai? How Muay Thai? I admit that, like, uh, um, I, I don't remember. Man, it's been a long time, to be, to be honest. But I definitely don't really remember you as much on the lower amateur scene. But then all of a sudden, it was like, holy shit, who the hell is this guy? So I'm very curious if how training started for you and not just how the competition, but did, did was the rise for you as fast as I saw? Like, did I did I read that right, or was it a slow rise for you? I'm, how did how did this whole thing happen? Well, it all started in 2007, I guess. I was uh, working with a guy who had suggested I'd mentioned that I wanted to get into kickboxing or something, and it was really MMA that I was after. Oh yeah. And um, he had mentioned Mike Miles Muay Thai was a good place to go. Yep. So then I went down to Mike Miles, which was what. I, there's a debate over what the heyday of Mike Miles would have been. Okay. But I would say that around that 2007 mark, that was really the heyday for Mike Miles, in my opinion. Okay. Well, and what's the other arguable part? <clears throat> well, some people might say that it was the 90s. That the Trevor Smanich, yeah, the Nedge, exactly. Vanessa. But I mean, yeah. in 2007, Trevor Smanich was still an active professional fighter. That's right. right. That's right. Scott Clark was an active mm-hmm. professional Crawford. fighter. Jesse. Jesse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Misty, Sandra, yeah. the team was right. very strong. Darren Schnell was there. Jason Cutbill was still there. You're right. Was, yeah, yeah. They were just getting started in the new building on Blackfoot, but it was still very much, in my opinion, the heyday. You're right. I, now that you drop all those names, man, you're right. You're and, right. Um, That's when I trained there, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Just so after. the whole intention was to get into MMA, but then when I fell into a Muay Thai gym and got acquainted with their traditions in Muay Thai. And very early on in the Muay Thai, I uh, got taken over to Thailand and really introduced to their oh, traditions. Nice. I fell in love, and I became a purist. Yeah, yeah. And from there, I just didn't want to transition out of Muay Thai. I, mm-hmm. I felt like there was so much to learn at Muay Thai. I didn't want to waste time grappling 
when I could be learning how to perfect my yeah. craft. Yeah, right? yeah, I feel I that way too. I didn't want to take away from learning Muay Thai to go try and learn something else. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So it was 07, and then, I mean, my amateur career was, it, it kind of had its ups and downs, obviously. I was 18 and 2 as an amateur, and it started really fast, and then I got injured a lot and had to take time off. At, at once, once you were around the 20 fight mark, or was it like lower, like the 10 it, fight mark? Yeah, so I went 8-0 in my first year, basically. So what was that like, man? Were you, you take your first fight, were you like, yeah, I'm a badass, and kick everyone's ass? You were like, holy I, shit, I, look yeah, how good I am. I thought it was great. I went 8-0 in my first year. <laughs> Thanks for being it. <laughs> won a Canadian title, and then went over to Thailand to fight in the IFMAs, and uh lost uh, that was my first loss it was against a guy from slovenia mm. and that was my first fight where someone like literally ran across the ring at me and just full bore non-stop no right all know, gas varied. no breaks yeah exactly and it was a decision loss but i had learned definitely how to deal with those sort of pressure aggressive fighters after that oh yeah good um but yeah, that's how the amateurs win. Yeah, um, when when did you decide you wanted to mm, like? I'm assuming like let's see how far we can do this. Like, yeah, I knew I knew early on. I had felt like I had the potential to become a world champion. Yeah, early on, Good, I just nice. felt in my heart that I had that, and truly, that's why I wanted to get into fighting is because I wanted to accomplish something in fighting. It wasn't like let's try martial arts, oh, maybe I'll try fighting. It was, I want to do this to fight, and I want to do this to be a champion. Right. And, and that's probably where I, I noticed you, like, you know, Mike Miles has been doing this forever. He's no dummy. He knows who to market and when, and, and so he definitely knows when to push the right people. And so, obviously, I mean, he, he had a good hard push. He was, and, you know, and deservedly, to his credit, here, I have to say, like, he was the first one that planted the seed in my mind and told me, I think it was after five or six fights that look like if you approach this correctly, you can be a world champion. That's great. And hearing that That's, yeah, from yeah. someone like him at that stage of my career was obviously instrumental in everything that followed that afterwards, right? Yep. And uh, if he still, I mean, I'm not knocking him by any means, but even if I had a conversation with him today, I would still very much be paying attention to the words coming out of his mouth. He, oh. He's got an unbelievable amount of knowledge to share, right? It's, it's insane. It's insane. A hundred percent. And yeah. you know what? Like, for all of his faults, I have my own of as course. well, right? We but all do. I, I'm not going to – I only ever look back on my time at Mike Miles with, you know, good thoughts good on and, you. and grateful for everything that he put in front of me and, and all the training partners and other coaches that I had there. Like mm -hmm. Jesse and Scott Clark were yeah. also very instrumental in, in me growing. and That's great. Shout out to those guys, Jesse and foundation. Scott. Yeah, big time, man. So – you know, That's great, man. I, great I have to, look to at thank it. him a lot for the early years, right? right? And we had a really good team back then. Man. Sure as hell when did, everyone man. was fighting, we were the team itself was a very cohesive unit. All the uh, fighters training together, holding pads for each right. other, meeting up to do you know train extracurricular. And right, Mike was sending us all the tournaments. There was mm -hmm. Mike even paid for me to go to some of the tournaments, awesome. paid for my hotels, my accommodations, everything. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, you obviously, you know, for the right reasons, man, obviously, right? Yeah. So. That's great. Uh, and uh, I was just thinking of uh, something about Jesse and Scott about that time. I can't remember. I remember I was around there about, like, 2000, 2002 around there. But, yeah, the team thing, that's what I was going to say. Like, it, it was around that time, man, when you guys had that, that team where, like, if 
now that you're uh, when you're on you can hear somebody from the other side when we found out that you were fighting a miles fighter it was like okay it's whatever we're gonna do times two like we gotta go uh because of that reason that the team was so strong like it, it, like like even even my when i was there the dynamic you saw the sort of top 15 and sort of everyone else Right. But it's crazy to say that there was a gym of a top 15. You have usually top two, three, you know, and then there's everyone else. But there was so many strong fighters. It was crazy. And I, you know, it's funny. One of the funny memories I think back is I hated, and he didn't even, he wasn't even pro. I hated being partners with Adam Gorski. Oh, yeah. Dude, his body punches folded me with a belly pad on. Like every time I was partnered with that guy, I was like, oh, no. And I thought about that. I'm like, this guy has like three fights. And like, like how the hell am I ever going to like compete with you guys? You know, like. That was uh, I got to train there for a few years, and it just it was it was fun. The, the amount of lessons and people, and uh, I always took away, and I still cherish this today, and it still pisses me off about my people. I always walked into Mike Miles, whether I was a member or not, and there was a somebody not instructor holding pads for someone else. Right. Why doesn't that happen in my gym? Why are you staring at me <laughs> waiting to pick up the pads right. or asking, "Hey, can do you mind holding a quick five? Like, do you have a wallet?" And no, but like. That doesn't happen, I don't think, a lot of places. And that's massive. Well, you know? to be honest, like, it was incredibly rare for me to get pads from Mike Miles at all. Of course. Like, of very course. rare. It was my teammates that held pads for me. I mean, Scott Clark, he held a lot of pads for me in the early days. But outside of that, like, we would do our fighters class. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of fighters class, all the fighters would hold pads for each other. Right. And that's... Right where you got your pad work was from a teammate at the end of class. Right. And, and so smart because the stronger the pad work, the stronger the pad, the stronger the pad man, the stronger the pad hitter, right? The more you can build up your pad, man, the, it's only going to help, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, now, how about you, Hope? Sitting there all coy, hanging out. I, I like listening to Mark's stories, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, of course. It's funny listening to his because I'm like, uh, I feel the exact opposite about everything you just said. Okay. Well, <laughs> well I'm like, you know, when it. he's like, oh, like I started and I like had, I, I had this goal to like be a champion. And I'm like, I, I started, I actually went with a friend in like grade nine to Mike Miles, um, like end of grade nine, maybe like summer. Um, and they were just doing like cardio kickboxing when there was like a Northwest gym. Oh yeah. And so I went to that gym and, you know, just like did, did a couple workouts and like I had no intention of fighting or like had no idea about, you know, fighting and all this stuff. But I ended up training for a couple months and then I remember I was at the Northwest gym for like about a year and then I moved like 2013, I moved to the South gym. But I remember like when somebody was like, hey, would you be interested in fighting? And I was just like so shocked and I was like, well, I've never thought of fighting. But, like, somebody was like, yeah, like, I think you should do it. And uh, and so I ended up, like, agreeing to it. And I had, you know, my first fight. And um, I just had so much fun. And that was always, like, it for me. Like, every time I fought, it was just so fun. Like, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to be a world champion. Or I'm, like, I'm training to be a champion. It was just like, oh, like, I'm going to fight. And I would just do the classes. And, like, at Mike Miles, the classes were all you really needed to be without ready, a doubt be ready to fight you yeah know what i mean you didn't have hard. all this like extra stuff on the outside like we would train for three or four hours a day like you do your cardio you do your pad work you do everything that fighters so, class you know, was some demanding yeah you know, god <laughs> it was crazy i, I mean I, it was crazy yeah it was the, hard. the mike miles fighter class definitely and i think about that like to this day and i'm like i feel like that's what really like made my foundation of being i guess a hard worker it's what separated team miles from everyone else yeah you know what i mean yeah like, it, at the time anyway for sure 
and I still like I think still to this day like I still do Muay Thai for fun and people will be like oh so like you're trying to be a world champion I'm like oh no like I'm just like I try to do my best and I try to grow every fight and I try and fight the best people and like challenge myself and learn every fight and that's kind of just still my goal (laughs) so would you would you say mark it's 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 i want to be a champ i want to be the giant gorilla on the mountain and for you it's personal growth or is i mean of course there's always personal growth with this right but i mean well i think my motivations might have changed over the years too i I literally was going to say that word motivation (laughs) I, i think one thing that martial arts in general has instilled in me is a growth mindset yeah and i feel like you don't have a choice as a martial artist absolutely and i i think that that's kind of spilled over into all aspects of my life and i really have martial arts and muay thai to thank for the growth mindset that i've developed over the years because it's helped my career outside of martial arts take off i feel like it's helped my personal growth and my relationships outside of martial arts take off you know and and it's just always been like since getting so deep into Muay Thai, it's become about just becoming the best version of myself. Right. And what right. can I do to become the best version of myself in all aspects, right? Yes. Not yes. just in Muay Thai. So. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's um, great. That's definitely become my motivation over the years. That's awesome. Awesome. And, and so hope just, just, I'm just trying to be better as a person, a fighter, uh, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think. And I think the other thing that I was going to say is, like, I, a turning point for me was actually, like, meeting Kieran and working with Kieran because I didn't really have a lot of confidence. Like, Mark going, you know, 8-0 and being like, oh, like, you know, having all this confidence and hearing, like, you could be a world champion. I never heard those kinds of things about myself. Right. And I guess I didn't really have, like, I never viewed myself that way. Nobody planted the seed, like you said, right? Early on, no. Which was really important for me. Yeah, and I didn't have that same experience um, until I kind of met Kieran. Um, And that's when I I feel like, and Mark has been, like, huge, I guess, for me, too, in, like, gaining confidence and, you know, believing that I can do bigger things, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) But... Yeah, I think part of me saying like, oh, I was never like planning to be a world champion is maybe just like a bit of like not seeing myself that way. And, you know, Mark's always trying to, you know, tell me to see myself that way. Sure. And I, I'm sure you see that too. I have a little bit of this with the podcast, you know, like, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just my little thing, my little podcast thing. And, you know, and, yeah. oh, it's great, man. Do that. I don't know. I don't, like, know. I don't know. I don't know. I feel I don't like know. Mark has that like <laughs> world champ energy and I'm like, I'm still always working on that. So. <laughs> um. No, I, I disagree. It's uh, like even that last interview from your last fight, like it's just funny to see somebody who's smiley and nice and just be like, like oh, like I'm just going to like smash this bitch basically. <laughs> like, like, whoa, <laughs> it's great. So obviously for those who don't know, you guys are a couple. Oh, isn't that nice? That's Quite sweet. a while now. Yeah, yeah. How long has this been? It started eight, in 2013. Eight years. 20, Holy shit, it's been that long, eh? Wow. November 2013. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. And he keeps the date. Attaboy, good job, Mark. <laughs> um, and I'm assuming you guys met at the gym? Yeah. yeah. So was it, who is this cute little firecracker, or who is this monstrous, <laughs> delicious gorilla? How, who, who did what? Well, How'd it go? Hope he slid into my DMs. Actually, is how see, it all went down. See, this this is what <laughs> see, I'm talking about. I have about, no confidence, right? and it's like, yeah, I was the one that messaging. But this is what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I just said, right? <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't say no. So yeah, yeah, awesome. And and uh, from your point of view, hope was it like? Well, I'm I'm, I'm going to obviously give it a one or the other, a black or a white. Hey, that guy's pretty hot. Don't know his name, but I should find out right now. Or was it like, oh, I can't. I should probably, you know, I just like. 
you know, look buff and do some stuff. Make sure he notices me first. And No, like, I look back on it, and I'm like, really? That's weird that I did that. Like, because <laughs> I kind of just, like, went for it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I, like, look back, and I'm like, wow, how did I have that confidence? I don't know. Like, honestly, I it's kind of a distant memory now. Yeah, but. yeah I guess it's a while ago, if you think about it, hey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, I've been getting a lot of questions knowing that, that both of you were coming on here. Um, you don't get too many fight couples. And that's why when you do see them go on Instagram and stuff, uh, that's why they're on there because it's not, it doesn't happen often. What the hell kind of diet? Let's start with you, Mark. What is it like having now that, I mean, 10 years married, let's face it, basically there. What, what's it like having, being a fight couple basically married from a dude's point of view? Well, I can say that I'm obviously grateful because hope understands. Right. Right. Like, there's been plenty of moments where I'm in a fight camp and she's not, right? right? And I'm working uh, up to 50 hours a week sometimes and trying to balance that and fighting and our relationship. And it's only 24 so hours, so... She, she <laughs> gets it. And there's definitely moments where I can remember in recent memory where she's been disappointed that I don't want to do any extracurricular activities i'll kind of be like well i just want to stay home and relax because i've just worked and trained and whatever but ultimately she gets it and that's a huge part of our success in our relationship i think is because between work and training it's so demanding that if she wasn't part of the fight game i don't know that we ever would have lasted because i'm so you know in the time that we get together because we live together but the time that we get together is the time that we spend together in the gym. Right. You know, right. so it's like I go to work, she goes to work, we come home, then we go to the gym together. And then we get to drive home from the gym together and catch up and talk and what have you. And if we didn't have that interaction or those moments, then I don't know that it ever would have lasted because there probably would have been something missing there. Right? Sure, sure, sure. It, I mean, fighting is such an insane demand, you know, yeah. And yeah, um, I hear you. I am curious though. Um, I do want to know what what exactly it is. You said fifty hours a week. What you do for for work? Oh shit! Hold on, hold on. I, I really had a good one here, man. Um, shit. Let's do it, Mark. Um, well, okay. Hold on. Before we start with work, hope let's let's hear from your point of view. Um, I my. My man's a fighter with me. I'm a fighter. What What's it like from a lady's point of view? I won't say chicks. I know I said dude, but I won't say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would probably say like similar, you know, I could, I don't have, to be, to be honest, we've been together since I was pretty young. So it's mm-hmm. like, I don't have a lot of relationships outside of like me and Mark to like, you know, go off of what it would be like if I was dating somebody and I wasn't a fighter because I have been and he, he is, mm-hmm. but I would say I can see, you know, if I wasn't, how I would have all these expectations for our relationship that would definitely be unmet because it's like even just like little things like, oh, I want to like spend an hour with you today is like sometimes that can't happen. Sure. You know what I mean? And like it'll be, yeah, like we'll go weeks without really having very much time other than just the drive to the gym and the drive home from the gym. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Mark. Well, I have a quick story just yes. to provide Listen. some. Oh, okay, wait, wait. Before you do, I remember what I was going to say. I I, was, I just both forgot twice. Do you guys, it's been a while you've been together. Do you train, because I don't know, do you train harder knowing you're in the same room together? Like, are you hitting and kind of looking down the road? Like, 
Like, you know what I mean? No, that's I'm gone now. I'm not trying to impress Mark. No, anymore. honestly, no. <laughs> no? I, I've How come you answered wa- second, Mark? I've never once <laughs> felt like I have to train harder because Hope's there. I see. Unless you she, definitely did uh, back uh, in the day. Of course. <laughs> Don't tell me you didn't either. Of course. Oh, I definitely did. Of course. I definitely so, did. Sorry, but Mark. But now I'm not trying to impress him. <laughs> I'm just like, I know you're impressed by me. There, Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, it's over. Well, I, I'm almost sorry to bring this up. I never talk about previous relationships around Hope, but just to provide some context of this in a previous relationship that i had me and scott cleric actually when i first started at mike miles we kind of butted heads at first we didn't have a great relationship he's a polarizing guy scott clark what happened was we were sparring and things got heavy Mm -hmm. and i felt like i kind of pulled a punch and at one point he's like if you do that again i'm gonna knock you out or Mm -hmm. something right so then he came at me again, and I ended up like going all out then because I thought he was trying to tell me not to pull back. Holy shit! I wish I saw that. And then afterward, <laughs> afterwards, it was like it oh was very awkward between us, right? And this was like this guy that I really looked up to. Right, man, he was he a savage. A of, so I felt horrible because I'm like, I've got so much respect and admiration for you. Like, I'm sorry. Right, right. It took about two <laughs> years of training with him before we kind of warmed up to each other okay. after that. Okay. Right? And so Mike Miles had told me early on that he thought I could be a world champion, and that meant the world to me. And then I remember the first time Scott ever said that to me. Mm. I had just had a really good training session, and, and he had kind of pulled me off to the side. And he's like, Mark, you know, I really think that you could be a world champion. And, you know, I think you just need to put more time into training and be more focused and dedicated because mm. this was my early 20s as well so sure. i was kind of all over discipline the map, will be right? up and down yeah for sure spotty at best yeah. right yeah so i was super excited to have heard that from scott it probably the world to me after let your guard down a little right right rocky relationship with this person that right i sincerely respect all all because you misheard what he said or yeah <laughs> During a sparring match, right? I, I would think in your head that as you're talking, like that must be funny to hear like someone be like, No man, try to knock me out. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I just I had pulled the punch Don't when he pull said your that. Punches. that. And so I was so confused. But anyways, I went home to my girlfriend at the time and I told her, I'm like Wait, you had a girlfriend before me? Oh. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> my coach told me I could be a world champion, but I just have to train a little bit harder. And she says to me you already spend so much time in the gym. What do you mean? And it was like, I was so elated that I had just heard this from this person right. who by the biggest news of your life and respect. And I came home to tell her to share that, to, to share that experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That'll and kick in the balls. she turns around and totally fucking pops my balloon and tells me that I already spend too much time in the gym and I need to, I can't be doing that. And hmm. so I think it was in that moment that I was like, well, this isn't going to work. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But that like to coincides with what we were talking about with hope, right? Like she would never in a million years, if I came to her and was like, you know, told her my hopes and dreams for fighting and that someone had said that to me, would she try and pop my balloon and tell me, no, no, no. Like, right. Right. You already spend too much time in the gym. Right. Right, and, and which is a massive benefit of both of you being super competitive, obviously, right? Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. honestly, like, it's pretty easy between us, but sometimes when I, I know lots of fighters, obviously, whose partner doesn't fight. Sure. Like, high-level fighters, and I honestly wonder, like, I'd like to hear from them how they make that work. <laughs> yeah. Like I True. said, like, True. you know, 
if I wasn't also doing the same thing and completely understanding like this you know the sacrifices and how hard it is to fit everything in like I you know yeah 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 for sure um I haven't not that me and my wife fight or anything but we we even ourselves have an interesting dynamic she works during the day I work in the evening um, and then we got my son, obviously. So to be honest, I don't see my family until like the weekend. Like I, I don't see my wife. Like, so I, I admit when we, you know, there's events and stuff, it's like, well, see you next weekend, I guess. Like, yeah. So. Cause then there's your whole weekend. Right. Right. And then it's like, yeah, in that situation, it's like, well, that's our only time together and you're going to, you know, right. go do this thing. Right. But yeah, I'd say it makes it easier because, you know, we're both in it all the time. So. Right. Right. So what do you do for a living, Mark? How, how do you how do you earn money? Because don't tell me you pay your bills with Muay Thai. <laughs> no, I don't. Not that that's not a completely respectable way to earn money. Of but, course. Um, I so I started if in the plumbing trade at an early age, I guess, fresh out of high school. How old are you now? Thirty four. So you've been doing this like half your life. Pretty much. Is I that guess, right? Since Holy I shit. was eighteen. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, I was actually, what happened was I was expelled as, out of school in grade 12 okay, for okay. fighting. How about a boy? <laughs> and uh, my uncle was a guidance counselor at Marconi campus to trade school back home. And my dad took me out there and basically said, Bruce, you got to put him in something. Yeah. So uh, plumbing was about the only thing I could get into that you didn't need good grades for. I see. Yeah. So I landed in plumbing and uh became a journeyman plumber journeyman gas fitter and loved it for a while at first then hated it and then became a union rep for a little while and then uh after that i got hired with the company that i work for now which is modern niagara okay and um became a superintendent foreman first then superintendent and uh yeah that's that's where I'm at now. I'm a superintendent building the FMC power plant, which is a new power plant for the Foothills Medical Center. Oh yeah. So so you have a a fairly responsible position within your if not company your job description. Yeah, yeah? very. So basically, I've been off the tools since 2014. Okay. Yeah. So going from a union rep to working as a foreman and then a general foreman and now a superintendent and. Um, yeah, it's definitely. What does that entail? So you look after a team, a team of people. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm looking after a team of guys. I do all the planning, coordination, negotiation, wow. um, scheduling, all how, that stuff. How the hell do you balance that kind of a life with fighting? High, highest level fighting, by the way. It's, uh, it's a tough thing to do, man. It's a tough thing to do. But I'll tell you, probably the way I manage it is I absolutely love my career. That's I really be. truly do. I don't just do it for money. I love my career. And what I, is it what is it that you love about it? Um so one way to phrase it, I guess, and not to be too cheesy, um, the CEO of our company, he had a few of the foremen out to Ottawa where our headquarters is, and we were all there for a leadership symposium, if you will, right? And he was talking about the future infrastructure of Canada. And, you know, the importance of it and, and the way he phrased it, and it really stuck with me actually, is he said, we don't just have an opportunity. Oh, all right, guys. Sorry about that. I had some batteries die, but this time I'm not the dummy. I uh, was paying attention. What point did it die? 
Uh, I, I died, I remember, because you were just talking, unfortunately, about a, uh, your cheesy story, but I disagree. I, I want to hear about this. I find this interesting. So you went to Ottawa. There's a leadership conference. Yeah, so our company took a bunch of the foremen uh, and leaders out to Ottawa to have a leadership symposium, if you will, because our company is currently 3,500 strong nationwide. But what they're projecting right now with the current infrastructure growth and requirements is that we're going to double in three years. Wow. So over okay. 6,000 in the next three years. So obviously that in and of itself is very monumentous to do. And being successful in that front has entails bringing on the right people and having the right people on the bus. So of course. getting the leaders on board with that was very important. That's why they brought us out there and to wine and dine us and whatever. Sure. Right. But Brad Mackinich, he's the son of the founder of the company, who's now the CEO. And he had what I thought was a very inspiring speech. And he had said that we don't just have an opportunity here. We have a responsibility hmm. to build the critical infrastructure for Canada, for people to live, work, learn, play, and heal, right? Because that's what modern really does is we build hospitals and universities and power plants and, right. and uh, you know, the, the things the, that yeah. people, that make society go around. Right. 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 So I had had these feelings before he had said that, but being part of, or an integral part of society and being a productive member of society and providing a service through a skilled trade and doing those things to me is very meaningful work. Fucking good right? for you, man. So I spent three years building a South Health Campus hospital in South Calgary. I spent three years building the Shepherd Energy power plant over just east of Calgary. Yeah. I spent almost four years building the Calgary Cancer Center up by the Foothills Medical yeah, Center. Yeah. I've been at the power plant for the FMC, Foothills Medical Center power plant for almost a year now. I'll be there for another year at least. You know, so I have had the opportunity to do some very meaningful critical infrastructure projects. And to me, that's meaningful work. Wow, Mark's human. He's not just a Terminator with a stoic face who kicks people's asses. You're, you're a human. <laughs> He's not so. lying when he says he loves his job. I love like, construction. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> you just said it. I was like, that's Mark's line. I love construction. Like day, Sundays when you don't work, like Mark will often like make me drive and look at construction sites with him <laughs> and he'll get out and he'll just be like taking photos on like his personal phone. I'm like, you don't even take photos of us, but he's like taking photos of like construction sites and he'll just like sign and be like, I love construction. And like awesome. talking about building the cancer center, obviously that was like a really meaningful That's project. That's great, man. I, I, and we have a 3d model of the cancer center in our living room. <laughs> Dude, I, I love that you have like sort of like, like pride, a little sort of civic pride in that almost, man. That's great. That's cool. I think, I think that's what's missing nowadays, to be honest. That's awesome. I try and, for all the guys that work for me, I try and give them that sort of pep talk. You know, there's the old adage about the bricklayers, and they ask one bricklayer, what are you doing? And he says, I'm laying bricks. And they ask the next bricklayer, what are you doing? And he says, I'm building a wall. And then they ask the next bricklayer, what are you doing? And he says, I'm building a cathedral. So three guys doing the same thing three different perspectives. Right. 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 So are you looking at the big picture of what you're involved in or are you just looking at the brick, the brick? Right. Right. right? So yeah. I'm looking at the big picture. Most people look at the brick. 
And when I was building the cancer center specifically, it was, I mean, that, that building is going to save people's lives, you know, hopefully, but I believe that it will. And I was a huge part of the cooling systems that we were installing in the basement for all the radiation vaults and the MRIs and the Linux and linear Mm. accelerator colliders where they can basically pinpoint the cancer and shoot particles at it with an MRI. Oh, okay. Holy shit. It was cool. It was a cool thing to be a part of. Yeah. yeah. And just knowing that the work that you're doing is going to help people and it is a requirement, you know, it's, it makes it, uh, just that much more enjoyable so what tugs on your emotions more than your your work or fighting (laughs) uh i don't know man i love them both i love them both i mean obviously muay thai has been a huge part of my life too and like i said muay thai is really what's instilled that growth mindset in me which has allowed my career to take off and flourish and i believe that the taking off and flourishing of my career has been a positive feedback loop that has allowed me to enjoy it more, you know, and those early years of my uh, being in the trades where I was kind of disgruntled and didn't really want to do it anymore. And I was constantly looking outside. It was because I wasn't looking at that big picture, you know, Good call, man. and, uh, so developing that growth mindset and then really starting to, you know, step back and look at things for what they really are. I think the two of them really just complement each other. Wow, no joke, hey? That's yeah. fucking deep, man. Like, yeah. getting the right reason. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, I have some other questions, too. And obviously, we'll talk about the fight, but, but, uh, or your guys' fights. But how about you, Hope? Um, what's it like trying to juggle your job with work? You seem to, I keep hearing you, I'm, I'm working over there, but then I got nights, and then I got to run over there, and then I got to fly over there. Like, <laughs> what's it like trying to juggle your schedule of fighting? Um, you know, I, I'm... The biggest thing for me is shift work, I guess. Um, so I work a mix of days and nights. Um, so that that's tough. I'm not yeah. like I'm not gonna lie. That's tough. Um, and the other thing is I only work 12-hour shifts. So days when I'm I'm working, if I'm working a day shift, I'm working seven till I might get off at 7:30 if I'm lucky. Um, so it's like you know training for my last couple fights. I was up at four to four thirty-five to run you know in the morning before work and then I'd be coming home from work and doing another training session on my own having to train on my own those days because I obviously can't train with the team um and then you know going to bed and doing it all over again so I would say yeah it's tough but it's like Mark kind of said it one time because like honestly like I don't work as hard as Mark I'm gonna say that right now and like I always like Mark is an inspiration to me when because I'm like I'm the person who truly sees his alarm clock like six days a week 5 a.m. the only one yeah I'm the only one who truly sees Mm -hmm. like how hard Mark works and like to me like that is the biggest inspiration when it (laughs) when it comes to you know working myself but um yeah I mean like Mark said it once and he was talking about you know I kind of love that I have you know my day job outside of fighting and because like it's just more for me to like, it's more adversity and it's more for me to overcome. And it's more for me, like when I get in the ring and I get those, you know, have those achievements, it's like the path was harder and it's more meaningful. And, and so I just kind of look at that, like, you know, the really hard days and juggling work and things like that. It's yeah. It makes the wins sweeter. It makes the victories, you know, mean a little bit more. And I would say, yeah, I also love my job. So yeah. God, that's got to make such a difference. (laughs) That makes it easier. For sure. For sure. Um, all right, let's, um, 
let's move on, I guess, a little bit. I, I know everybody everybody wants to hear about your fight, Mark. You know, I, obviously, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, what was it like, I, I guess, so Kieran, Kieran made a big deal about this, right? I did too. Everybody did, right? WBC, world title, first time, all that good stuff. How was that feeling going into this fight for you? How, were, how was the whole thing? Forget about just those sentences. How were you leading up to this fight? How were things going? How was training? What, what was your mindset? All that good stuff. I can say with 100% honesty and certainty that <clears throat> I had the perfect camp. Um, I had a minor bit of adversity the week before the fight where I got a bit of a cold. Mm-hmm. I think I might have got it from Kieran. Thanks, Kieran. <laughs> we, lo- we lived on two different floors of the house. <laughs> she, Hope oh, slept yeah. in the basement for a week. I <laughs> slept upstairs. <laughs> Dropped a ton of money on immunity supplements, whatever. Trying, I got through it. By the time the fight came around, I was fully healthy. Right, right. Um, had a perfect camp. Was fully motivated. Like, ne- I had no doubts in my mind, Jason. Mm-hmm. I was fully confident. I, in fact, I felt I was destined to win that fight. Perfect. I really, I Perfect. really did. Me too. And even on the warm up in the back, like I felt on fucking fire, man. Like I was gonna go out there and destroy this guy. Yeah, yeah. I felt like I was just gonna be the better man. Yeah. You know, if I can look back at any of my preparations and say I may have made a mistake in my preparations, I would say that. We really planned for the low kick. Mm. The guy's nickname is the blade because of the low kick. Okay, I didn't right? know that. Okay. That's why they call him the blade. He's known to throw a lot of low kicks. Okay. All my training that I was doing on pads, that I was doing with my training partners, it was like me drilling and preparing for the low kick. Mm-hmm. Even in the dressing room before we headed out, it was all about the low kick, right? Okay. Now... That does. That's not an excuse in the sense that, like, I should have been able to defend whatever came my way, right? Right. right. For sure. But, but there was I guess, I guess when I think about the preparations, like, I, we weren't really planning for head kicks, and the guy's obviously a great athlete. He's got good dexterity in his hips. Yep. Didn't lean back at the on that at all. Yeah. And uh, you know, at first I thought it was a low kick. Then I thought it was going to be a body kick that I reached out to grab, yep. and then it came over the top, and it was lights out from there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And. I felt like I had him through the first round. I remember being in the corner with Kieran and Francois between rounds one and two, thinking, this is going to be mine. I'm taking this. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the next thing I knew, I was sitting on a stool wondering what the fuck happened. So, right, right. You know, that's how fast things can change. That's right. Um, <clears throat> every now and then, I'll be sitting down not thinking about it at all and it'll cross my mind and I'll almost punch a hole in the wall because I get so angry that I definitely I allowed to that, that to happen, you know, because um, I feel like we could have that fight. You didn't allow shit. It had nothing to do with you. <laughs> I did though. I did. I made a mistake, right? I didn't have my hands up. I didn't lean back. I didn't check. Whatever you want to call it. But maybe he did something right. Not that he sure, did something wrong. Sure, he okay. did something right and capitalized on me but I hear not doing something Correct. right. Correct, okay. Yeah, right? I agree. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, <clears throat> I paid the ultimate price for it, man. And losing in front of your friends and family and coworkers and the world, basically, mm-hmm. 
is a soul crushing feeling, man, you know, and waking up in the morning, like going to bed that night and then waking up in the morning and then all those memories come rushing back to you and that sinking feeling in your stomach of, fuck, I really let that happen. Not just a bad dream. I lost and, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's horrible, Mm -hmm. man. I, I mean, I've had that happen to me twice before, actually. Once in the amateurs when I was fighting Charles Bissett for the WK North American title. Mm-hmm. And then now this was the second time against yep. uh, Gerardo for the world title. Yep. And uh, all I can say, man, is it's a horrible feeling. Sure, of course. It's a horrible feeling. And I, I can't really look at this and try and pull any lessons learned, I'll be honest. I can't mm-hmm. be like... You know, fine. Uh, there's no silver lining to me, yes, really. Yes, I agree, too. I agree. You know, it's yeah. just like a very unfortunate situation. And all I can tell myself is that, you know, sometimes you can do everything right and things aren't going to go your way. Yep. And and that was the situation. And, and the one thing I'll add to this is that I'm so thankful that Hope won her Canadian title that night. And I definitely am, I want to know about this too. Because that really numbed the pain for me. Okay. Because yeah. we were still celebrating. There was still something to celebrate. Correct. Yes. Right? And yeah, I was yeah. so overjoyed for her. Right. Right. You know, to see her have accomplished that and to yeah. see that belt at home every day when I come into the house. That's right. That's right. It's a, it's a Good on you. It really helps <laughs> sure, of course. me cope of course, of with course. what happened. So kudos to you, Hope. Thank um, you. Before Thanks. we talk about your, your win, Hope, yeah. uh, I, I don't want to forget this question, and I think it's unbelievably important. I've been asking this to people lately, and so, Mark, I sent you a message immediately after you lost. I sent one to Eric, and I also sent one to Aaron because I thought that um, when you're on display for the world in your underwear and, and the most vulnerable things can happen, that can happen, right? Um, now, I always hear fighters say, and I'll tell you my perspective first. I always hear fighters say, when you win, your phone is buzzing nonstop. Now, I can see Mark already has an opinion here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, okay, great. And then they say, but when your phone's, you know, when you lose, your phone just doesn't make any noise, man. No one, no one comes to check everywhere. Now, now, before we continue on, let me tell you from my point of view, I'm not you, by all means. I don't want those fake ass messages. You'll get them next time, buddy. Good, good job, Tiger. Like, you know what? Let me fucking stew in my shit for 24 hours and leave me the fuck alone. I don't want those messages. But you always hear that. And I'm curious what you guys think about that. Well, I agree. I've definitely heard the whole, you know, look who's in your dressing room when you win versus who you lose. I've heard that before, right? But I have to say... Um, I'm grateful for the amount of outreach and support that I had from people within the community. I can say with absolute honesty that I had probably double the amount of messages from people from losing this world title fight than I did when I won the international title. Happy to hear that. And it was a lot of very sincere messages, right, of close friends, coworkers, family members, and then people I hadn't even met before. Right. And it was a whole lot more than just don't worry about it. It was people who I didn't even realize were watching that were messaging me to tell me that I've inspired them in so many ways. And, you know, just nice, great, kind, man. heartfelt messages. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, to me, that was really nice. That's great. And, and 
obviously helped with the emotions of the situation. Good, good. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm very curious on those because, yeah, I don't want those. <laughs> how about you, Hope? Uh, but before we talk about your fight um, and big win, how do you feel about that? About the messages? Um, I would say it's pretty accurate. I remember, like, I've won most of my fights in, you know, recent history, but I, I did lose down in Mexico, and I definitely, I remember saying to Watch Mark, out Fight Live, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> that was so fun. No regrets about doing that. Um, and I, I remember, yeah, like, I, I didn't get a whole lot of, you know, messages after that fight. And it, was no, it was noticeable. But no, it's, you know, no, because I'm like, there's even, I don't want those messages even when I win. I don't want anything that's like not genuine. I don't that's want anyone exactly to pretend right. they're my fan because something that I've also obviously experienced, you know, in the last little bit is, you know, people who are sending me these messages. Oh, your fight was so amazing. You're so great. And then I'll see them <clears throat> commenting on other people's stuff and saying the exact opposite, you know, <laughs> Or like, and I'm just like, I, I don't want your messages. Two don't message fans. me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I don't want the, just like the, the groupies or the fan, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, if you're, if you're a friend of mine, if you're a fan of mine, like I love that, Yeah. but I'm not interested in any like disingenuous people yep. congratulating me or telling me how awesome I am. I'm like, yep. yeah, save that's, it. that's a yeah. big thing. Yeah, just call. like yeah, save it. Me yeah. Too. I'm, I'm good with that. You know yeah, what I mean? I know where I stand, win or lose. I know, I know where I'm at. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, ultimately too, like in relationships, like relationships are very important to me outside of fighting. And yeah, like, you know, if, if we're not friends or, you know, if, if you're not, you know, if we're going into a fight and you're not cheering for me, just save it, you know, yeah. like uh, I'm yeah. good without those messages. So win cool. or lose, that's kind of, kind of the case for me. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. So let's talk about your fight. Obviously WBC super bantamweight thing. I've said it before in a podcast. I'm going to say it again. Obviously I'm commentating. It's before the fight. Chris sends me a picture. I'm like, Oh, that's fucking awesome. But then when you wore the shout out, the, the shirt, like I was like, like a fucking angry chimpanzee. I was so excited. <laughs> um, uh, so obviously I was, I was cheering for you like crazy, but uh, how, how was your lead up to this fight? Um, training with Mark beside you, obviously, and he's got, you know, he, I mean, he's, he's the man of the hour kind of thing. Uh, however, so are you. I mean, that was not, that was the first WBC female title, right? I mean, it's pretty freaking historic night for, uh, a couple of the, you know, it's a couple dogs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how was it for you training? How, how was it training with, beside Mark and, uh, how, how was the fight night? How'd the fight go for you? Um, well, first off, I'm going to say I actually went back for my shirt because we'd walked out the door and Mark will tell you it's the truth. And I was like, I forgot my walkout <laughs> shirt. I was like, I'm wearing my podcast shirt. And so I went back for my shirt. Um, so I made sure like I I've been listening to the podcast. I've listened to all the episodes. I always listen to them. Number one fan. Number oh, one fan. Um, and I remember when you gave me that shirt and you were like, no, 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 just take it. Just take it. Cause I'd asked if I could get a shirt mm -hmm. um, at the, the seminar. And I remember I said to you, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll wear it in some videos. And then I remember I did a video pre-fight and I forgot that shirt and I'd wanted to wear it to that, sh to that interview or whatever. Um, cause I had said that to you. And then, so I was like, oh, that's okay. I'm going to walk out with the shirt on. So like that was, I had planned that, but. That was great. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. Um, and I, and I ended up with another sweet Love shirt. Love it. Great shirt. Of it. But yeah, I would say so, you know, fighting obviously on Mark's world title card. So that was something like it actually took a bit of consideration. Um, when their fight was initially scheduled to happen, I actually chose to sit out on that that card. 
because mm. uh, I wasn't sure if it was a, a good idea because mm. we have we have good friends in Mexico, Eddie and Brooke um, Farrell, yep. who everybody knows. And you bet. They, you know, they have a point in their their relationship where they decided that they weren't going to fight on the same show anymore mm. because a fight's a fight. Anything can happen. And I think uh, how the story goes was Eddie actually fought first and he might have either got like badly injured or knocked out. I can't remember the exact story, but you know, came back and he completely took, took the wind out of her sails and she couldn't fight after that. And so like, that's kind of the risk that, that you run year or two year ago. I, I kind of recall. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, I recall that. So like, obviously for people, you know, it's a, a unique situation, but mm -hmm. there's, you know, there's a lot to consider mm -hmm. in that. And I, you know, my biggest fear was going out and, you know, what if I get hurt or, you know, what if I get devastated in my fight and then, right. you know, I bring that energy back to Mark. So was that in your mind on fight night? Yeah, definitely. Wow, like I, I said a prayer in every corner of the ring and I, I prayed and I, I said, this is for Mark. And because I was like, I have to go, like I told myself, I was like, I cannot lose this fight. There's nothing. And I, and every day that I was training, like I trained obviously very hard. And when I was training and, you know, it was hard or I didn't want to get up before work and do the workouts. Like I always had him in my mind. That's great. Your, your win is also Mark's win. Right? Yeah. The, and the I, that's I knew great. I had that's to, I knew so I had sweet. to win and I was just Look like, if smile. I can, and well, and the other thing is I was like, <laughs> if I can go out and win the Canadian title, I'm like, I might even be able to like elevate him more. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Fight. So, so you, you put that on your shoulders, eh? Yeah. So Fuck yeah. Good on you. <laughs> Fuck yeah. But I also like, yeah, I, I think obviously the night didn't go how we had imagined it or planned it for both of us, but I still think that like, you know, down the road, we're still going to look back on that and be like, Oh, remember when we were fighting on the same show? And we that were was fight. a freaking violent, violent night of fights. Holy <laughs> yeah. shit. That was wild. Well, I think it's great memories regardless, you know, obviously there's risk involved, but yeah, I think it's been pretty special on the nights, you know, we've got, well, we've got to do training camps together. And, yeah. Um, fight on the same night and i think that's always going to be really good memories so. for sure and uh how was your fight for you uh, it was a great fight you yeah, uh, you wore a couple yeah. one two elbows i didn't <laughs> I, I did yeah i did uh but you know it's just i'm glad i did you know those unpadded elbows all good they don't phase me yep <laughs> let it's it average. be known but um yeah i uh it was a hard fight <laughs> i uh but i knew it was going to be hard right i think so i wasn't surprised by that at all like um, you know, when I, when I got told, you know, actually this is your opponent, I was like, Oh, I was like, I know who that is. That's a really good opponent. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, like nothing, nothing got easier for me. You know, in that moment, that's a really legit opponent. She had quite a lot more fights than me. Mm -hmm. I knew that she has been training, you know, cause she had fought at TBAs. Yeah, that's right. And I knew she'd also just beat like a really good fighter down at TBAs. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, she brought it in the ring. I mean, I didn't, uh, I didn't do what I wanted to do, or the fight didn't look the way that I had like planned it. Mm -hmm. But I found a way to win. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, man, that pressure, like, I it, this just stood out to me when I watched my fight back is that body jab. Ooh and it's funny because <laughs> I don't throw body jabs, and like if you ask people, like if I'm in the gym training, like I'm not throwing body jabs like all the time. I just like I remember. I would like throw a combo and then I wanted to like circle off and reset, but she would be right back in my face. Mm -hmm. And the pressure. first time I stuck that body jab, she backed off <clears throat> and she like gave me that space to reset. Right. And so I was just like, okay. And then I threw it again 
and it worked again yeah and i was like man like i'm not like a like i don't think this is a great move or anything but it was working so i was like well it's working so i'm gonna keep doing it yeah and it worked the entire fight so yeah I just it was kept great doing it. yeah hell yeah hell yeah no joke <laughs> But yeah, she was a great opponent. I uh, I've heard some talks about us, you know, rematching. No, oh, there's uh, so many other better fights out well, there. Well, and that's you. kind of I'm I'm not a huge fan of rematches unless there's like <clears throat> legitimate reasons. The Abdul rematch is legit. I I hear I hear that's in the works. Shit, I hope it didn't spill anything. Which Abdul? Uh, oh Apisit, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that should no, like, happen, right? Depending, right? But right, I'm like, right. There's like oh. a lot of girls in the Canadian scene that I'm like I still want to and fight. You know who we're talking about? Yeah, <laughs> that real good rematch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But like, there's there's people that I like. I want to fight, right? Of course, of course. Um, and I didn't think a know, close fight doesn't mean you get a rematch, no, or even no. a good fight. It just you know. No, not always. Yeah, right? yeah. And uh, I also, you know, there's this thing about you know I want to beat this specific name or this specific person, and like I don't care about that. Yeah. Because like, my goals in fighting have nothing to do with like who's the name in front of me. It's like I'm not. I'm not trying, like, I'm not wearing it. Like, I, I have to beat this specific person. Like, I want to beat you, and that's my goal. It's like, that's not my goal. Right, right. So, but I'm like, whatever. Like, I fight the fights that Kieran yep. gives to me, so, and I don't turn down anyone. So. Yeah. Um, it, obviously, Kieran has made a giant splash here in Canada. Um, what's it like working with him? Uh, you know, having him as steering the ship, getting fights, and... Obviously, uh, having a, a little bit extra experience as opposed to most people around here. Just, uh, <laughs> just curious, what's it like working under uh, Big Bad Coach Kieran? That's phenomenal, it's man. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, why? I just say get on board. You know, while you can. Like Kieran, Kieran was a turning point for me, and like I honestly, so I took I took almost four years off mm -hmm. after I left Mike Miles' gym. Um, so that was a big, and I wasn't I wasn't sure that I was going to fight again. I was just going to ask that. Um. And I didn't fight again until I met Kieran, and I started training under Kieran. Um, and man, he just inspired me again. Like yeah. he just, well, you know him, you know him. He does like, such a good job of pulling. There's under not his a lot wing. you can say, like yeah. Yeah. you know, to describe Kieran, but like I couldn't, I couldn't ask for a better coach. And I honestly don't know that. Well, I never would have probably been doing the things that I'm doing now if I wouldn't have met Kieran, but. I'll speak for myself. He's changed my life. Yeah. You know, well, uh, I think yeah. I can. I think I can say the same. Like I wouldn't have had the same opportunities that I've had yeah. if it wasn't for Karen. And <clears throat> after I left Mike Miles, I took a little bit of time off myself. Mm -hmm. I landed at Champions Creed because at the time it was the only place that I knew to go that had a coach that I was familiar with. That Chad's brilliant, man. Chad yeah, he's a mad I love Chad. Yep. He's also just he's not. Guy. He's not yep. just a great coach. He's my friend. Right. Well, I love Chad too, man. I'm, I'm a big um, fan of him as a man and everything. You know, yeah. I went two and two under the Champions Creed banner. The unfortunate situation there was like I was lining up the four fights that I had under Champions Creed. I lined them up. Right. 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 I was both my promoter, manager, and agent you know, fighter. Yeah. yeah. And, and the other thing is like Chad wasn't a full time coach. Yes. He's yeah. only coaching twice a week. Yeah. He's got a right? full time gig and job. So and very the last fight I had under Champions Creed was the one with Chip Polar down in Boston. Mm hmm. And uh, I was actually training in your gym a little bit then. I, was, I had, there was five different gyms that I was training at on the lead up to that fight. I was mm. training at Champions Creed, Southpaw Boxing, which is where I met Kyle Messenger and the whole okay. uh, relationship started there for yep. Elite. Yeah. Rashido, me and Chris McMillan were hitting pads together. Oh, that's and great. Thanks for calling me, guys. That's great. He was, he was uh, <laughs> helping me out quite a bit. 
How right. the hell am I just learning this now? You guys are jerks. You're jerks. <laughs> You're like, you, you, you knew had no this. Idea. You, you saw us hitting pads together in the, really? in the gym at least once. I don't I know, man. Yeah. But I want to. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I charge, so, I charge per pound, just so you know, though. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dunamis was the other gym I was training at. Yep. And, um, and then Elite. Yeah. I was training at Elite. So I met Kyle at Southpaw, Kyle Messenger at Southpaw Boxing. I was working with Vlad Goldstein over there. Mm -hmm. And... Um, yeah, Kyle invited me to come train at Elite, and then I was there for a little bit, and then he had mentioned that Karen was coming, and I obviously knew who Karen was ahead of time. Right? You bet. I knew he was not only the successful owner of Double K Gym and Charlie Peters and all the the whole story Jake there, but I knew about Muay Thai Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. And then <clears throat> after we went down to Boston, I lost that fight um, on points. Mm -hmm. Split decision. Yeah, I think it was a, maybe a majority majority decision or split you're right, decision you're right. yeah, or something majority, like that. Yes. Yeah. We thought we had it. I mean, it was a close fight either way. I yeah. knocked him down in the fifth round. Mm -hmm. I thought I had one and two. I had a standing eight count in the fifth yeah, round. Yeah. I thought that sealed the deal. He was the champion, hometown fighter, whatever. Yeah. I didn't have that impressive of a showing, and, and I'll be honest, I felt like there was a lot of takeaways from that fight for me mm. that I think I I grew from that, but... Ultimately, when I came back and I heard that Karen was coming here full time, there was no hesitation. Of course, on my course. end, it was. I knew there and then, based on the fact that on the lead up to this fight, I was training at five different gyms to prepare. That I wanted all my training under one roof. Yeah, you can't do it that way, man. And that's the thing about Karen is like, Karen's first and foremost my coach, mm -hmm. but he's also my manager. Mm -hmm. He's the promoter, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah. he's my friend, yeah. right? So it's like he he kind of juggles all those balls and has a wealth of experience and all has areas. a wealth of experience yeah. and uh you know he he helped me tremendously i can say like truly too and and francois i i have to give kudos to him man like he's been instrumental in helping me you know adjust my game and tweak things and hmm. really develop my power i felt like before i came to a lead i was like very flowy i agree i, I was agree. very flowy yeah and then as I after I came to Elite, I really learned how to like sit on my shots. Right. And uh, I think call. that has made a big difference sure. in my ability to you know utilize the power that I've always had, just hadn't really utilized. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so yeah, after we found out Karen was coming, and obviously I'd had the conversations with Hope about we need to do this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And she was obviously on board. Yeah. So. We made the switch right away. There you go. Yeah. Um, before we sort of uh, obviously move on, I, I, I'm assuming you got to go to work tomorrow. I don't take too much of your time. But uh, no, le let me tell you about my, my point of view. So from from your fight, Mark, um, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you've listened or not, but first thing, and I've got many messages about this, when you guys started slugging, I was actually a little scared. Like, I'm like, like oh my God, I, I seriously suggest you guys stop doing this right fucking now, man. <laughs> I couldn't, the, the sound you guys made hitting each other was so different than everyone else, man. I was like, my butthole was puckered. I was like, oh my God, bro. Like, this is, I was fucking scared. I was a little bit, I'm telling you, man. Someone was going You're down. like trying to keep your cool on the mic and you're like, holy shit. Forget, you're doing these, you guys hit each other. It's like, holy shit. Like, like I was genuinely scared for both of your guys' safety, man. Like, you guys were both happily 
meeting in the middle with more than one move at a time. Exactly. I'm like, somebody for sure is going out, right? Like, and then, and then I admit, man, um, um, I'm taking your advice here and we'll talk about that in a sec. When you fell without putting a hand down, I felt the bounce like boom, boom. And I hate rewatching that because it was a hundred percent genuine. I see myself stand up and grab my head. Oh no. Like, holy fuck, man. I keep replaying that moment. I, I did. I, it's, it is what it is now, but I was so, I was so scared for your safety, man. No, I appreciate when that. you fell. The concern. There was two seconds where you had the foot twitch thing, and me and Kyle's not saying shit. And I was like, "Oh, okay, he's knocked out." But then I'm like, "Oh shit, he's not moving." And I got really nervous, man. And then he got up, no problem. And uh, well, I'm not saying no problem, but you know what I mean. Um, um, that was um, that was the most frightening things I've probably seen in my bare eyes in Muay Thai. Well, if I'm being real, I'm sorry that it was you on the receiving <laughs> end, but. Uh, it is, what, it is what it is, it is man. That affected I, and you. I appreciate the kind message that you sent to me afterwards, Jason, expressing that you just hope I'm okay. That's all I care and about. ultimately, that's all that matters in those situations. Yes, yes. Right? It can happen to anyone on any night. I can say unequivocally, I'm okay. What do you mean by that? You, you talked to me at Karen's birthday, but what do you mean by okay? I, People want to know, man. I'm not dealing with severe concussion symptoms i don't have headaches i don't have sensitivity to light i don't have loss of balance or loss of memory or any of that so stuff. the reality is best case scenario yes thank exactly. god man thank yeah. god right i'm i'm good to go in that sense i have walked away with all my faculties that that's great i can speak of at least that's right that's right for now <laughs> um so i'm very grateful for that because yeah, right. i am okay after you know what could have been a very violent it was a violent end but mm -hmm. ultimately um the repercussions that followed it are not that bad yeah yeah thank right? god other than the bruised ego and exactly exactly everything that comes yeah in. yeah um i uh um yeah, I, I, and I said it on the podcast when I do my little intros too. The one thing that Kieran's really brought for me around is I've known you guys forever, but I never get to, like, I get, uh, you love construction like a nerd. I had no idea, man. That's great, but I like to know. So you guys, literally, all these people around here become my friends. So I'm watching my friends fight, man, and it's like, oh, dude, it's, it's, it's a little bit difficult, but, uh, um, um, hope as far as you, I, I love that you've, you've come back. I love your feisty attitude. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan, she and I love that you're, feisty, you're, 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 you're Saint Hope. I'm telling you, you're super nice, and I, I, I'll never forget the weekend. Thank God. Mark, I'm, I'm, I'm legit intimidated by you. I, I'm nervous that you're here even talking to me now. You're a big, strong, scary guy, but, but I genuinely love you. Like, not, no, no, I love you, but you know what I mean. Like, you guys are great people, man, and I really appreciate it. We well, got a lot of appreciation for you, Jason. That's why we we're more than happy to come and have this conversation today, you know? I, I, appreciate I, I don't look at you as, like, a fanboy or anything like that. I think that you're someone who's <laughs> integrated into the community and has been there since day one, longer than me, in fact, right? Yes, sir. You're a huge part of martial arts in this city. And uh, <clears throat> I'm grateful to see that your gym, Rashido Martial Arts, is doing very well. I appreciate that, man. And that, uh, you know, now you're doing this role as both a commentator and a podcaster. And I'm happy to see those things going very well for you as well. And Thanks, man. I think you're quite well on the mic. And I've told you that before. You sure you have. <laughs> I, I, I do believe you're quite well on the mic. So keep it up, man. I appreciate that. And, and I'll tell you what, at Kieran's birthday, people like you, I... I I've said it before, and I've been very honest about it lately because of you, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I'm no dummy. If, if people have advice, I'm listening. Um, 
And at Kieran's birthday, he told me, man, like, let's be real. Like, just stop being a pussy, man. Just say it, right? If you got something to say, say it because you'll be more respected more. Don't hold back. Just say it. My, my big thing, and this is the exact phrasing I said, say what you mean and mean what, what you, you say. say. Exactly. Yep. And I tell that to everyone, and I'm sure Hope can attest to that as well. Right, right. She, I'm not rolling my eyes. I'm she, laughing she, because... Yes, I get this all the time. She's a, she's a yes woman. <laughs> I'm a yes woman. And she's a people pleaser. Right. And she will often <laughs> say yes and do things that she doesn't want to right. to try and please, please sure. people. Me too. And I'm a big component of advocating for yourself. Yeah. And That's saying what you mean. Not a people pleaser <laughs> over here. I'm not, I'm not very agreeable and I'm He's certainly very, not a yes man. Very low man. in yeah. agreeableness. But <clears throat> I think obviously there's pros and cons to, you know, Yep. whatever side of the spectrum you're on, yep. right? But I think ultimately, and this is what I said to you at Karen's that night, is for me personally, if someone disagrees with me on a situation and they say what they mean and they mean what they say, I will have so much more respect for that person right. for having being straight with me right. Right. than these people who talk around yeah, and double grass. speak yep. and yes, will say sure. one thing to my face and then something else to someone mm -hmm. else like be real yeah just yeah. say what you mean and yep. mean what you say yeah and there's so much more honor in that you're right for me you're right yeah you know yes yes and it's and it's about being able to have the difficult con i learned this as a leader right right is oftentimes I have to have difficult conversations with people that I'm leading mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And it's gotten easier over the years, although sure. it's still I it's still difficult conversations that I have to have. But yeah. ultimately what I've learned is if I'm straightforward with people, I'll get more out of them right. than if I beat around the bush. Yeah. Or, you know And that's how I want to be treated. Like like I, I have some friends that are like, So Jay, well, what are you doing today? And it's like you know stuff yeah it's a nice day and i'm like immediately stop what what do you want don't do that what do you want just tell me right yeah. uh but i i admit that that's probably the biggest thing i respect out of you i tell people that uh, and i explained it on the weekend you i see you as like a coyote um anything everything happens on your terms and i think i try most, to do that but no 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 but listen to this though but i think most men talk that shit but they're not living it and you do bro and and I like that, man. I really like that. And I find that's what I find intimidating, to be honest, or, or makes me a little, the right, for the right reasons, the nervous energy is everything's on your terms, man. And I like that. You know, I really like that. I tend to be, I talk that way, tend to be, I talk Mark's way, tend to be Hope's way. <laughs> find the balance. Right. That's right. That's right. Find the balance. Um, and speaking of which, on this very similar subject, uh, I'll just go ahead and say it. I got a call. Thank Kieran. Kieran does these things, as we know, once in a while. I'm getting ready to go to bed on Friday. I get a WhatsApp message. Hey, it's Vinny Shorman. Uh, oh. Kieran told me to contact you. What? And he called me. I'm like, hello? And I recognize his voice. I'm like, Vinny Shorman's calling my fucking phone? What? And he said the same thing. Um, I, I, I always have this nervousness commenting about being biased um, towards somebody. or I just, I'm just I'm slightly people pleaser. I don't want to piss anyone off. It's such a sensitive sport that we do. I mean, we just talked about it. But even Vinny just said, like, listen, be biased. Who cares? Enjoy yourself. Mm -hmm. and, the, and he said something good. You're going to piss someone off. If you had a million dollars and you gave everybody $1,000, someone's going to be like, stupid prick didn't give me two grand. What a jerk. Right? There's always going to be those. Uh, and the other thing he said, like you, is did you take the job? Yeah. Well, then do it. Then shut up and do it. 
there you go. There's, there's the honesty, right? <laughs> you took the job, so do it. Shut up and do it. Uh, so that was great. Uh, I really appreciate that. Um, okay, just before, I know we're getting to the end here. Uh, the top three question. I don't want to forget this. I wanted to save this for the end. I keep, I'm, the problem is I'm trying to keep my mind and I'm, I'm getting split focused. Let me ask you right now. This can be, might be a little weird. Mark, fighting specific. Okay. What would you say to Hope to further her career? Ooh. <laughs> say what you mean what you say <laughs> <clears throat> to further her career how how can she further her career and get, get better become become what you know she can well you put me on the spot here jay i know i know i really did didn't i S- something that i've been telling her and i have to say in her previous fight camp on the lead up to this canadian title i, I can see that she really did it um we don't have a ton of top level females in our gym unfortunately there's some up and comers mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and for her what i've always said is you have to line up training for yourself with other females mm-hmm. and so on the lead up to this fight she was training with krista peacock yep. she was training, training with brie howling oh, she was yep. setting up sparring sessions and and going out of her way to do so with killers alike yes and that was my big thing and when i say you have to advocate for yourself that was one of the things right is because she would sometimes reach out and like things wouldn't always work out but i'd be like no press these people right make it happen right don't hey, hey, just... Isn't that, isn't that on the back of my shirt? Make it happen? <laughs> make it happen. That's there the you go. There you go. <laughs> you got to make it happen for That's yourself, it. right? You can't just hope and dream that things are going to fall into place it for yourself. Work. You have to bend the universe to your will through sheer will by, you know, advocating for yourself. So... Hope did that a lot on the lead up to this Canadian title. And I think that's a big reason why she won the Canadian title. Mm-hmm. She nice. was getting that accessory work in that she needed. And and so my big advice to her would be continue doing that. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And Hope, you to Mark? Oh, that's tough. <laughs> Say what you mean, me what it's you said. tough because I'm just like, I feel like... I don't want to make a weird car ride on the way home. It's a bit of a drive. No, no, it's not. It's not weird. <laughs> no, it's just like I feel like, you know, Mark has so much figured out and he's often the one that's, you know, giving me the advice. Um, but, you know, my biggest thing is like, you know, I wasn't so sure after, you know, I had to watch what you had to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously for me, that was extremely difficult. Of course. Um but I will say Mark was that night was teaching a couple of people verbally how to service a furnace. And I was watching him and I was like, okay, I think you're fine. I think you're fine. Like he's literally like telling them step by step in detail. Still like got two, hours, on his face. two hours later, like somebody's like having a furnace problem. And like Mark's like telling we're at his cousin's house. And he's telling them top to bottom like how to fix it and I was just like okay I think you're okay <laughs> he'll be all right so that's great and I'm like obviously that's my biggest thing is like yeah. just that he's okay like whatever that's right me too but yeah I mean I think I'm glad that I think you know Mark's gonna keep going I want that for him mm-hmm. I think that there were some people that maybe had some questions about whether or not um, when what, what time this fight this last fight about you know whether or not Mark was gonna call it quits or not oh 
Um, people had questions? Yeah, we had quite a few, few people asking. I had lots of people lots ask of people if that was yeah. the end of the road. Why, the, why would... After or before? After. After. Oh. After. Um, it doesn't matter. You don't do that. <laughs> regardless, Jesus. though, like, I would say, you know, I'm glad. I want to see Mark back in there. Um, nobody believes in Mark more than I do, um, you know. And I should. think that I want to see him take the biggest and best continue to because he always does mm -hmm. but like take the biggest and best you know challenges over the next couple of years because i think they're probably going to be his best the next couple of years and i've mm -hmm. seen mark come back from man like i feel like we have so many stories that we didn't even get into but you know i've seen mark come back from being knocked out i've seen mark uh you know fight with a collapsed lung i've seen mark fight with a broken jaw you know i've yeah. seen I've seen all these things and I know that he's no stranger to these types of adversities, mm -hmm. losses, all those things. Mm -hmm. We were there for the Joey George fight. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I have no doubts that like, this isn't going to change anything. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I just, I want to see him can, like, just go for it, go for it. I think Keep Peter kind path. of said that on a podcast about Mark. And I was just like, that's exactly like what I want to see for Mark is just like, you know, call out the best names obviously kieran's monumental in setting up those fights but yep. like you know go for another world title yeah go for you know the biggest baddest opponents and okay. uh, i think that you know well, a little, little speed he's bump. gonna have another Stay it's just a speed bump yeah and he's gonna have another world title right away here I fuck think. yeah and uh yeah that's nice right on hey, he's, hey, hey this guy <laughs> wants some knucks <laughs> that's great I was curious if uh, how that would go. I was kind of curious for that question. Um, let's go to our top three. That's funny, so, off guard. yeah, that's perfect. I was hoping to. That's good. You get authentic answers. Well, I don't get couples. <laughs> like I can't ask these questions. I don't even know another fighting couple, let alone one that sit on my mom's couch uh, and talk to me here. So, top three. Um, I don't know if you guys paid that. The first one, I was literally had groceries in my hand. I was just trying to think it Safeway, but I don't know if you want to talk about like body attacks because I think both of you guys have insane body attacks but it's not so hard to, it's hard to i think to pinpoint so i kind of gave you two your top three favorite sort of body attackers it doesn't even have to be muay thai it can be anything or the top three places that you want to fight the top three countries you want to fight in the world and why uh, let's start with you mark so well both, since you said it could be anything sure. i need to say my number one favorite body attacker is canelo no, obviously. for sure. No one throws a better body hook than Canelo, <laughs> right? When I think about kickboxing, Muay Thai, Nikki Holskin, obviously Good that call. guy yeah, yeah. hunts the body like no other. That's right. I mean, Rod Tang, obviously the guy just throws hooks, whether it's to the body, the That's head, right. or anywhere. Spun the guy throws in three circles. <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. He throws hooks. Um, I, I know I'm saying more than three here, but Fabio, sure. Fabio Pinka is another guy who really yeah. gets after the body. Yeah, sure fun, does. Right? In terms of locations, I feel like I've fought in two of them already. Oh. And uh, one of them's Thailand, one of them's the UK. Okay. I would love to fight in Australia. Yeah, buddy. Down yeah, under, sure, man. Eh? That's, They've got that's, such an amazing Muay Thai it's crazy, scene man. down there. Yeah, yeah. People love Muay Thai down yeah. there. Outside I, of Thailand, I think it's Australia next. I, I've met, I would say it's the UK. In my humble opinion, I would say it's the yeah, UK. very arguable. Totally agree. I don't. I don't disagree with and that. And just comment. because of the population, yes. I'm pretty sure the population That's size very is much bigger. True. Very true. Like per capita, yeah. I feel like the UK. Yeah. Although Australia, it's huge. Yeah. I'm it's, happy to argue both points as well. Yeah. I hear. Yeah. You. I hear you. 
Yep. And Kieran would argue that. And know, of course he would. It's a bunch of jailbirds <laughs> from the UK. That's I think he called them England B on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, the UK, the, somewhere else I would really like to f- fight is obviously Japan. Yeah. I'd love to fight in Japan. A lot of history there, sure. mainly with kickboxing, but yep. still. Yep. And then, that is a fighting and then France, although in France, they make you fight with elbow pads yeah. as a pro. Yeah. But I feel like the Muay Thai scene in France is really... That's deep too, man. That's a deep well. pool. Yep. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. So those are my answers. Australia. Hopefully France. I didn't steal anything from Hope, but she's free to repeat. All right. Myself. Well, Hope, let's hear yours. If you got if you got an answer for both, let's hear them. I don't like the body shot question. I would say like my top one, just like kickboxing, whatever. I would have said Nikki Holskin. Yeah. He is um, the king. Of the he sure is. He yeah, sure is. like yeah. the liver body shot, yep. left body hook. Um, I would also say, you know, like I love seeing Thai fighters who like are boxing focused because, like, um, I, you know, you know, I favor the boxing. <laughs> yeah, I tend to as well. Yeah. Um, and and so I love seeing that. So I would say like Rod Tang or just like any you know Thai fighter who's a great boxer. If yep. you're a great boxer, you're probably a great body puncher because you know you understand the importance or you know and have the confidence the power in a body shot yep um so yeah i would say like similar um female wise i would say i say i've seen you know tiffany van seuss she's got some nice really nice boxing yep nice body shots um i like her a lot i'm still trying to figure out how to be like she's got the legs like me i'm still trying to figure out how to be as light on my feet thick little legs how to be that light on my feet and how to get my kicks off that fast, you know, cause I feel like I've got the hands down with my hand speed. I just, you know, I'm, all, but I'm always, like I said, like I'm always, um, just trying to learn, just trying to get better. Um, yep. you know, wins and losses used to, wins, winning used to mean a lot more to me before I kind of, you know, yep. started fighting more and started right. to understand myself more. And, you know, now it's just learning. <laughs> what, a, what a funny sentence. I mean, because we understand it, but I used to care about winning until I started fighting lots. And now it's just not like, nearly as important, right? Like, of course, well, that's, like, but that's how know, it is. I've had it's about the growth. It's that's about right. the growth. And it's like, it's also about like you defining your own success. Like right. what is success for me? Right. Um, you know, the first 10, and five, it's about for win. Me, when my first couple fights, it was just that W yep. and that's, that's not the case anymore. Yeah. You know, like when I lost in Mexico, that was a win for me. Like, you know, everything leading up to the fight, it was so fun. Like I got to fight in the cage. I got to fight in the small gloves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the elevation was crazy. It was short notice. I got to hang yeah. out with Eddie and it was just like such a fun I, time. I also hear that there was even two more rounds than you expected. Yeah. Yes. And that was the other thing. So we were, <laughs> we were told, told it was, it was a three a, round. We confirmed at the weigh-in. That it was, no a way. That it was a three-round fight, and they said yes. It's and a then, three-round fight, and then when she had to go out for a fourth round, they told us it was a five-round fight. So then like, I, it's I five put rounds. the brakes on in round four because I was tired. I could see that she round thought four. she had a five-round. So fight. I didn't go for and it in round four. And they ended it after four. And then they ended it, and I was like, "Well, I think I just gave away the fourth round, and I would have gone for it, right?" I didn't even realize. But that. it was just like the whole I thing. I don't think it a was, lot of people did, Jason. It was funny. It was fun, and like, yeah, who cares? Whatever. That was a win for me, right? You know, and then I've also had, you know, obviously when I had the the major injury and. Yeah, elephant fight, foot. You know, regardless what anyone thinks about that fight, that fight was such a win for me. Like, you to know, overcome I, that adversity. Well, just roadblocks all the you way. You know, like I had roadblocks all the way, and I don't, I don't talk about those things. You know, I just like in private conversation or sure. with your professional you know, people who are close to me, whatever. But like everything that I 
felt like I overcame before and after that fight. I'm like, I don't even care. Like that was such a win for me. That's great. Like great nothing attitude. that anybody says is going to take that away from me, you know? So it's just like, I just define, I define my own success. Yeah. That's great. Um, well, yeah. I think hope is really right about saying you can't focus too much on the outcome. Right. You right. have to literally just enjoy the journey. Sure. Sure. Right. And, and I don't think people do. I think that's a very hard sentence for most people to figure out. Myself included. Sure, sure. You know, let's sure. be honest. Yep, yep. Right. For sure. Um, but focusing on the journey and taking it day by day. Right. Is, that journey's short and it comes to an end forever <laughs> yeah. eventually. Right. You're and right. it really is what's most important. Right. Not that's the right. outcome of any one fight, but the journey. You're good focusing call, on all of that. Good call. So. Good call. What you learn between fights, you know, like. If, if you, whether you win or you lose, if you don't take away, like if you don't grow from it, if you don't look at what you did wrong, what you can improve. You're not any better. You it, didn't you're get any not better. any better. And yeah. it's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to be so, the exact same person next fight, win or lose. Yeah. 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 And I, and I think that's what I love about the journey too, yeah. is I think, you know, everything that it's taught me. And that's, that's one thing, you know, over the last little bit that I've really been, I guess. Yeah. Finding ways to look inside yourself and see what you did wrong in any one give, given situation and have the humility to admit that that's it. I made a mistake here Yeah, and, not, and now I need to make changes. Right, right. I need exactly. to institute changes so that yeah. I don't make that mistake again. That's right. right? That's right. Yeah, I think Whether in life or the ring. Very true, man. You know? And I think that comes with a lot of maturity, whether in the ring or not. And, and uh, that's a deep sentence. And I think people just not pretend they, oh, yeah, I heard that. But you're right, man. Like, it's it's humility and, and i'd like to think of myself as a pretty humble guy i have no problem owning up to any mistakes if i made them i made them i'm really sorry i'll do what i can to correct it i'm gonna go ahead and say i'm supposed to give out uh about another four medium podcast shirts I'm telling you guys right now listen i had too many beers on friday or saturday and i gave them all to team australia i'm sorry <laughs> oops <laughs> i made a mistake i'm sorry you're going international man there you go there you go you know what? it's you worth this down under Right? It's worth like, it. what's more important, getting your shirt to Australia? <laughs> Get them down on <laughs> yeah, Exactly. You're just going to have to take it. But uh, I, think, I think that's super important. And for I, I don't think real growth happens until there's some humility. And, and I think you guys are, are, I mean, all the way there, man. It's great. It's great. Uh, okay, let's get to our rapid shout-outs here. Oh, no, student of the podcast. Now, I'll, I'll do mine, and you guys can talk about your people, because I'm assuming you don't teach, do you, Mark? Unfortunately, not right now, not but maybe after competition. Sure, sure. The youth games on the weekend... Shout out. Okay, here we go. Made me want to teach. All right. Is that right? I don't know. That was just like the biggest thing I took away from it. I was like, man, like I've always like, you know, been like, oh, like, you know, it's about the youth. It's about the next generation. But I've never like got to really be involved. Feel it. And feel that. And like getting to watch, like especially some of the young kids that train in our gym. Like getting to watch like the kids. And it was just like, it just like was a whole new perspective for me. And man, I was like man, like I would love to teach kids. And there was a couple specific kids that I was watching that I was just like so inspired. And I was like, man, if I was their coach, I'd be so proud. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And yeah, like it just, I think that was like one thing that happened was I was like, man, I've never like had the desire to teach until like this weekend. And That's great. I was like, man, maybe I will. I don't know. Oh, there you but, go. There you go. DM Hope. <laughs> She's <laughs> <Yeah>. starting classes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, one day. Who's your, who's your people? We'll start with you, Mark. Who's your people, person of the podcast? Who you got for us? Well, I think I would have to give four main shout-outs. Kieran Kettle, mm-hmm. obviously. Of course. The yeah, man, yeah. the, the myth, the legend, sure. <laughs> Kieran. Um, everything I've accomplished is because of him, so thank you to him. 
You know, Shout Francois, obviously, Kieran wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for Francois. That's true for those who don't know. And and as I mentioned earlier, I learned a lot from Francois, man. Yeah. You know, not even just about fighting, but about life in general. The oh, guy, cool. He's a great guy. Yeah, great, mm-hmm. great. We're going to go shooting together on the weekend. Too. Oh, nice. <laughs> but, uh, and then Kyle Messenger, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I wouldn't be at Elite if it wasn't for Kyle. That's great. Shout out to Kyle. And, and him and I train extensively together and, and have grown... A lot together and then sean newberry yeah and sean newberry has been absolutely instrumental in, in my success in recent years him and i have hit tons of pads inspired together lots and well he was on my podcast man and, and he had nothing but unbelievable things to say about you and and for his career as well so, well he's great. he's been a huge help to me him him kyle francois and kieran are huge components of any success that i've had so there massive shout out to all four of those guys and Thank you very much. Awesome. And you hope. Um, well, those are all great shout outs. And I'd say Mark already shouted out, you know, our coaches. And uh, I'm going to shout out some kids or youth, I should say, from the weekend because I'm still like, yeah. Yeah, it was buzz, man. It, it was fun. Yeah, it, it was, was great. A fun weekend. But, <laughs> so the first one, pretty obvious. I'm shouting out Brooklyn mm-hmm. from Elite. So Brooklyn, there was a kid from Australia that we were both like, you know, pretty impressed with. His name was Archie. He had like the mullet. He had the swagger. He had these like thick legs and he had skill, like crazy skill. And Brooklyn beat him. Actually, that was Archie's first loss or whatever in the tournament. So I was like, that was a legit win. And then in the gold medal match, Brooklyn fought Thailand and he won, man. And like... I'm hearing rumors. I don't know that that Thai kid probably had a hundred fights or something like that. What? But, but like, and I don't know. Whatever. Let's say four hundred. Why not? Fought fights he had. Whatever. Anyways, Brooklyn won again. You know, brought home the gold. Two legit fights. Great opponents. Um, and it's not. You know, it's not just like I. I, I kind of alluded to this earlier, but like people. I'm all about people, and it's like I don't care what your fight skill is, but I'm like as a kid like what a like nice kid respectful kid and his yeah. family like he comes yeah, from an great. amazing family and i'm yeah, like his just, dad's a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah like super supportive of the podcast too. just mm-hmm. amazing people and like when you get to see those types of people like have that success i'm like tearing up a little bit um <laughs> but like yeah it just makes you so happy sure. you know yeah. um so i'm just like so happy for him yeah and then my second is um jenna Jenna. Um, I know I'm like stealing your girl right now. No, it's all good. It's all Jenna, good. Jenna, um, <clears throat> so like from my understanding, this was like her third fight or second or third fight. Second. Second fight. And she fought Ellie Harbour from the UK. Um, you know, multiple champion, I WBC was super champion, multiple time IFMA champion. Way and, more experience. Well, Could both you, both her fights. So like between, the, you know, both her opponents, 50 fights each or something. The you know, only somewhere reason around that she number. was in there with them is because it's a tournament. Yeah, and because it's a tournament, right? Yeah. And like I've actually, I don't think I've ever met her personally, but like she reminds me of myself. Hmm. And I think that's why I just like liked it so much because I'm around, like I like to shout out the girls, obviously, because sure. I'm a girl. Sure. And, you know, I'm a, I train around like a lot of young girls, but like. You're inspiring for young females as well. Let's be real. She has that like it's just like special fighting spirit i think and, i agree uh, yeah so i just gotta shout her out for for getting in there and like she's gonna look back on that experience and just be you know i hope stronger one day. for it yeah. so so much stronger for it like you know even though like you know she lost both her fights like yep. on her record you know 
she might be a losing fighter on her record but i'm like those are again like those are wins in my books and that's what i mean about like defining your own successes and like wins and losses aren't you know necessarily the whole story it's not not the the whole whole story story, right that's right for those reasons so yeah i'm shouting her out i'm a huge fan oh Um, boy she'll like that (laughs) and i yeah i can't wait to to see her fighting like her next her next opponent because i have no doubt like she's going into that with I hope a crazy amount of confidence and knowing that like I've been in there with the best in the world, literally, you know? So like, yeah, yep, like yep. come at me, whatever. I think she's a boss so right on. I'm giving her a shout out. Obviously I give my shout out to Jenna as well. When I, I don't wear suit jackets and shit. So when I do, I try to be professional and I legit just abandoned my post round one. She was so scared of her cause she knew who she was. And round two, it's like someone stole her lunch, man. She came out, as hard as she could swinging, I just abandoned my post and started screaming my head off at her. I'm so I'm so proud of her and just like it, w- what makes me emotional is that when you ask her, she's like, "That girl's a world champion, that." And I got stopped in two fights, but look at my tracksuit. I'm Team Canada. Like <laughs> that is fucking so awesome. That's ever, that's what that's what it is. That's what the whole goddamn thing is about. And uh, I'm just so proud of her. And uh, I had uh, uh, Kieran Walsh from Australia on the podcast yesterday, and he laughed and said. Do you realize you're not going to see anyone even close to that for the next five years, no matter who you fight? <laughs> like, yeah, like 100%. you're not going to see anything. Like you like. just fought the best. Like you on know, your for you for just your, had your age first group, fight. <laughs> these are your first fights, and you literally have already seen and felt the best of the best. It's like, yeah. what can you not do at this point? Right. She and was, I'm just like, oh, it's so cool. She was a little beat up, and this is I'm not lying. I, I right after a fight, she was a little disappointed and teary eyed, and I said, listen, um, Chris is my most decorated fighter. Next is you. As of now, she was like, what? Just fought a world champ. And you're my next most decorated fighter. She was like, what the hell? Like, like there you go. It's legit. Yeah. Congrats. You know, so congrats to you, Jenna. I'm, I'm very proud of you. Um, any rapid shout outs, Mark? You got any sponsors, work, any work friends, anything like that? Any any uh, any uh, S pieces or clamps? or uh, Zach Many Wounds. Okay. Zach Many Wounds. Um so I'm going to get into hunting this season. Nice. It's a new skill that I'm going to pick cool. up. Chris McMillan's big into that, contacting. And uh, oh, just got there, I didn't realize just that. Just got into it like five, four, three, four, five years ago. So shout out to Chris McMillan. You'll yep. be getting a DM from me here pretty there soon. There you go. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Zach, Zach's going to help me out, get into hunting here. Great. And teach me the ways. So um, he's always been a, a good friend of mine and guy, great training partner and, and great supporter. So... Thank you to Zach, and Great. I'm excited to go learn how to hunt. That's cool, man. Right on. Yeah, feed my family. There you go. Any <laughs> other? Uh, um, so if anyone knows how to like cook wild game, just <laughs> send me. Also, send me a DM. <laughs> <laughs> anyone else you want to give? Out? Anyone? Mom, Dad? Anyone? This, this is your your time. Anyone you want to say hello to? Because uh, let's be real, you're not you're not gonna I'm not gonna get you back on this. So <laughs> do it now. <laughs> I had a lot of fun, man. This yeah, good. I appreciate it. Thanks, this man. wasn't bad at all. That's yeah, fun. Uh, no, I I mean. No one that I can really think of that comes to mind. Yeah, right kind of gave the shout-outs to on the, on the people of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah great. Yeah. And you, Hope? Rapid shout-outs. So well, it's funny. Like, me and Mark, we don't really have sponsors. <laughs> so I don't, I Do don't, you hear, hey, do I, you hear that? Do you, are you listening, people? If anyone would like to sponsor us. Um, but, yeah, good luck getting us to put up a post. Oh, um, <laughs> oh both of us. <laughs> oh, I just, I just killed all our sponsors in one second. No, neither of us were both really bad at social media, but... Um, I actually do have a sponsor. Well, and you know what? I'm going to say we have, we do have a, a mutual sponsor, which is Lotus Herbal. 
Yes, that's right. Um, Betty. Shout out to Betty. Shout out to Betty. Betty, Betty gave me a bunch of anti-inflammatory good supplements after my loss. And shout out to Betty. There you go. Thank shout you very well, much. She's taking care of us after every yeah. fight Let, since we Betty's started phenomenal. And she's very knowledgeable. Her and her mother who own and operate Lotus Herbal on Elbow Drive right next to Heritage. They're both incredible people. It's a great supplement store. They also have a spot at the farmer's market, yeah. and oh, Betty yeah. is phenomenal. So thank yeah, you. So Francois' wife, there by the go. way, yeah. for everybody. And, uh, yeah, you know, if you're going to be buying those supplements anyway, you know, you may as well go support um, Betty and Lo- Lotus Herbal. So that's kind of a mutual uh, sponsor of ours. And then I also have – I have my own personal I, sponsor. I, I have one. <laughs> okay, before she gives her shout out because okay. I don't want her to steal mine. Okay. Maybe she would. Maybe she wouldn't because it's also a mutual. But Christine Mack. Yes. Physiothera- okay. Our physiotherapist. Physiotherapist Christine Mack. Why do I know that name? She just started her time. own business. She was with Peak. She was with Peak Health. Oh, that's why on. I go. That's where I go. Yeah. So she's moved and rehab on tap. She's operating out of Advanced Wellness, which is kind of in Douglas Glen. Okay. And she's got her, her own place. And Christine Mack, in my opinion is the best physio in the city, bar none, especially for combat sports athletes. She's heavy into jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai herself. She treats a lot of fighters. She understands the sport, and I think she's phenomenal at what she does. Perfect. So you know you're not going to get one of those. So so do nothing for six weeks. Yeah, exactly. No, no, she – it's literally about, like, how can I help you so that you can continue training? Perfect. But I'll just say, like, literally, so, like, this time last year – I'm talking to a surgeon about a major surgery. Um, and like we've known Chris, I've known Christine Mack and so has Mark because Mark is like very good friends with Christine's partner. Um, so for, for many years, but I like, she had such a long waiting list. I could never get in like as her mm. client, but anyways, ended up finally, you know, switching over to her as my physio. And if you put up a couple um, of social media posts, you might've got there sooner. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. No, but <laughs> no, she's like absolutely incredible. And I'm telling you like just my last two fights, like, being able to train um, the way that I have, like without you know major amounts of pain, has been that's great. Cool. So it's life changing. If, if you're having issues and you're in combat sports or just sports in general, go see Christine. Go see Christine. What's it called? What's it called? Rehab on Rehab tap. on Tap. And there that's her actually. Also that's her. Ins- that's her yeah, Instagram okay, right? handle as well. There yeah. you go. So you can find her on Instagram, and she very courteously posts all sorts of good free content on oh, there great. about well, I'll get on how that to treat things yourself and she's she's great awesome that's great and now i'm going to shout out my single sponsor if you need a criminal defense lawyer <laughs> okay <laughs> no it's actually so i just have my like personal um sponsor which is her name is casey fagan um and mm-hmm. i have to shout her out for, because she does sponsor me there you go and she actually very meaningful to me because my very first amateur fight she sponsored me Perfect. Um, you know, I didn't even know how to like kick and punch <coughs> at that time. And for some reason, you know, she just cared about me then. Somebody saw belief. And yeah. And I mean, to like have her full circle, she's been supporting me for almost, she does happen almost to, a decade now. She does happen to be the best criminal defense lawyer in probably the country. Yeah. So if okay, any, what's her name like, again? Uh, Casey Fagan. Casey right. Fagan. So there if you, you ever run into criminal difficulties and you need a defense attorney, there you, go. there you so, go like not your average sponsor you know but there you go better bookmark this podcast her, <laughs> she's there she's amazing so i'm gonna shout her out there you um, go and thank you casey for everything you've done for me so. awesome do you guys have any like lower lower not so popular gear companies that sponsor you 
Okay, that would be the shout out podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I got this really nice T-shirt. Yeah, actually, shout out say, to the like, shout out podcast. Free swag. <laughs> but no big deal, you know. That's cool. Right? That's cool. I'll wear this to work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, all right, guys. Well, I'll tell you what. Anything else before we call it a, a day here? Uh, anything else, man? You want to talk about anything? I, I just I don't want to take. I know you got to work, no. man. I don't take. Oh, it's anything. fine. Listen, no. Jay. Honestly, it's this fine. hasn't been a burden on me at all. I was grateful for the opportunity me too man you know thank you for having us up here together as a couple i think that's pretty cool and yeah i, I and hope everyone enjoys the podcast <laughs> <laughs> i'm like sitting here thinking like I pro- oh i've drank a couple of beers and i don't even know like that's <laughs> what makes for a better podcast yeah, <laughs> listen I, I i can tell you guys that i had a lot of like holy shit how did you make this happen but Be- between you guys and uh um, I don't care. I'm just happy that it happened. I, I'm I'm a huge fan of you, Mark. As I said, like I'm I'm I'm, I'm slightly intimidated. I'm a huge fan of you. Hope uh, as I got to know you uh, as a person, I I mean I see fighters. A lot of fighters are good good fighters, but sometimes they're shitty people. That's not you, thank God. So uh, uh, I'm I'm a big fan of you guys. And if there's anything I can do to support you in the meantime in your fight career, uh, if I'm gonna be real, I'm not I'm not saying it's you guys. My gym, I earn my bread and butter from my gym. If there's any sponsorship that comes this way, my eventual goal, I've been telling some people is if sponsorship comes that way, uh, maybe I can go for, uh, have a hotel room for two nights and, and whatever, but I'd love to sponsor fighters. I see, I see a lot of fighters who need a little bit of help. I see a lot of fighters who don't need help and you won't get my money. That's okay. You're doing great. But what I would like is, is eventually if this thing makes any money to give it back to the fighters who I think need it more than I sure as hell do. So, um, um, I think that speaks to the, the person you are, Jay. Well, and I'm not even the slightest bit surprised to hear you say that. Well, I appreciate that, man. I um, see that in you. So, well, thanks, man. So, it's a big deal. I'm, I'm really thankful. So, you guys have an open. It doesn't have to be a couple. If you want to come on, you want to come on. Nobody's doing it. The only one who does is Kyle. He's shameless. But uh, just send me we a message. Hey, man, I'd love to. I'd love to be on the. I want. I want back on. When can we do? Kyle. He's the best. Kyle's I love Kyle. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but but I literally Very have said friend. this. Co- coaches, fighters, just tell me you want on. He's the only guy that's like, yeah, bro, can I come back on? <laughs> Thank you. Back on. We'll come back on. Yeah, Just sure. send me a message. I'd be happy to. Man. If there's any big Damn fights man. even, like obviously next weekend's a big fight card, right? I mean, anything like that, like, we're, we're happy to have you guys on. I, I, I want to support you guys in any way I can. I love you guys. So. All right. Cheers, Jay. Yeah. All right. The feeling's mutual. Oh, well, I appreciate that. It feels like hanging out with friends. So. Exactly. Yeah. So now what we got to do now that this is over is I guarantee my dad's been staring at the watch. My dad wants a picture with you guys. He's been telling all his work buddies and retirement buddies that you guys are here. So... <laughs> Got a little embarrassed, but if you wouldn't mind, that'd be great. That's Let's go get a photo, man. Awesome. Thanks very much, guys. Um, thanks very much, Mark. Thanks very much, Open. Again, any open invite, you guys are always welcome on. I, I love you guys a lot. That's great. Thanks very much. Cheers. Awesome.